live from Vanadier. Broadcasting live from the North Compound on Elshimo Island in beautiful Vanadier. Limit Break Radio. With your hosts and Nero. It's the most brutal thing ever. It's so much more black. Kahlo. Don't forget, fair damsel. You've got to have faith in the thief. Sale. Oh my god, we're burning alive! And Gamer. Well, the church thought called, and they're running out of you. Welcome to the next level. LimitBreakRadio.com. Welcome to Limit Break Radio. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Aniro. Damn you, Omega! And I'm Kahlo, kicking it from the back lines more recently. And I'm Gamer, gaming up, up, and away. Welcome back, Gamer. It's always good to have you here. It's always great to be here. Well, uh, we are uh, we're definitely excited to, uh, to, to have you back again. Uh, how's your summer been, man? That's been alright, I got my computer fixed finally, so I've been on Final Fantasy a little bit. No! Yeah. I yeah. S- no. Lies. He was on his mule, I saw him. Gamer's mule. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that literally your, the name for your mule? Yep. Is it? It's a Mithra. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, you know, I know, as, as, as much as me and Gamer, you know, row and argue and fight every once in a while, like the fans, I enjoy having you here, Gamer. So, you know what? In, in the interest of everybody, I have a dare for you. All right. Nay, a double dare, my good <laughs> sir. Double dare. Double dare. Yeah. I dare you to be on two consecutive LBR recordings. Ooh, big dare. All right, done. But hang on, actually, wasn't he wasn't he there for for the Square Enix interview? Was he? Yeah. So this technically yeah. would oh, be two. Three then. <laughs> three. Oh, you said you, you said can't two. No, you have to get a three show streak. Keep the streak going. <laughs> Keep the streak going. Five. Uh, three. All right, three. Three it is. What is what 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 does he get if he wins? Bragging rights. Oh come on! You gotta give the him streak something. keeps going. <laughs> you gotta give him something better than that. Keep the streak going. We'll I mean, like we'll, we'll put your face on a T-shirt with a lightning bolt in the background, and it'll say "Keep the streak going." <laughs> Keep the streak going, and then people can buy it. Yeah, I'm sure they would sell uh, zero. It sell like hotcakes. How fast do hotcakes actually sell? I, you know, I don't know. Joining us uh, for this episode from the Remora server, we've got Vicky. Vicky, how's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? Oh, uh, pretty good. Uh, we're we're glad to have you here. And of course, uh, the uh, topic of discussion for uh, today's episode is Iron Jar. Iron jars. Iron jars. An, an S on the end, I think. <laughs> Actually, it's Iron Harrier. We pronounced it wrong for long enough that, you know, why not just Iron Jar? Ah, uh, Annie. But look at the spelling. It's <laughs> it's there. I know. You can't you can't hold us you can't hold us too accountable there. If we start correcting ourselves now, they're gonna expect <laughs> it more. Uh but uh but yes, Iron Harrier is uh the topic of discussion for today, and uh we'll get into that in just a little bit but uh vicky this is your first time on limit break radio so uh why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself all right well i have been playing final fantasy 11 since april of 2004 so it's been a little over five years 
been a long time. I feel like I've grown up here in this game. Um, yeah. Let's see. I don't really have a main job. Like, I know you guys have picked favorites, but um, I think Nero, I'm pretty fond yes. of, he, of my Dragoon and favorite. Um, my Paladin. <laughs> awesome, yeah. awesome. So how many how many 75 jobs do you have leveled in total? Um, Ten. Ten, wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. So something like, uh, are, are you are you thinking about going for something like Matt's cap or uh, or or yeah, you know, yeah, that's on the horizon somewhere. Nice, five more to go. Nice. So uh, so Vicky from Remora, uh, 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 of course, also uh, of the Apathy Link Shell. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Woo, Apathy. We know them. <laughs> oh. We know them. So. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it, it, we're we're glad to have you here, and of course, uh, Ein Harrier. I've done a little bit, gamer. I don't know. Have you have, have you done Ein Harrier? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, and, I'd like to, them, but so. <laughs> uh, but uh, of, of course, Kahlo and and Vicky both uh, Ein Harrier vets. Yes. Yeah. Veterans. <laughs> uh, in in fact, uh, uh, taking down Odin, both of you. Correct. Yep. 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 I was on kite team once. Awesome. Is that? It's pretty cool. Okay. I mean, I don't get to do a lot because I don't really have a way to necessarily pull hate on the kite things, <laughs> but my favorite is the bard who wields a scythe. <laughs> yeah. More about that later. All right. Um, but, uh, but of course, we will get into Ein Harriar here in just a little bit. Um, and, uh, of course, keeping it, it with our uh, show changes, we're not going to have any uh, host updates here. Uh, but uh, we do want to give brief mention, of course, the, uh, the the topic of discussion that everyone is buzzing about, the announcement of Final Fantasy XIV, and uh, that happening at uh, last week's E3 conference. And, uh, boy, I got to tell you, that has been a very big announcement, and, you know, we don't want to go too much into it. We did cover uh, a little bit of the press conference that happened out at E3 uh, in a limit-breaking news segment that you can hear up at LimitBreakRadio.com. Uh, so if you want to hear more Final Fantasy XIV talk, you can definitely uh, check that out. But also, uh, if you uh, check out our forums, we now have a, uh, a couple of forums dedicated to Final Fantasy XIV discussions. So if you're looking for a place for Final Fantasy XIV discussion, uh, make sure you uh, check out our forums at LimitBreakRadio.com. But uh, another project that uh, you know we won't spend too much time here talking about, but we will mention is uh, Aorzopedia. Ors. 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 But you can check that out. Uh, uh, it's a, a big collaborative effort uh, with uh, a, a lot of different websites. And uh, you can, uh, of course, check that out at E-O-R-Z-E-A-Pedia, P-E-D-I-A dot com. That's all one word. And uh, that's another uh, good place for some uh, Final Fantasy fourteen discussion. So if you're looking for a couple of places to maybe put your, uh, you know, put your wishes out there for Final Fantasy fourteen or uh, you know discussions theories, uh, you know maybe you found some hidden code in the trailer. I don't know. Uh, you can uh, you can check out aorzopedia dot com and uh, yeah, make sure to check that out. Oh, also, I, I real quick, I did uh, 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 Pet Food Alpha's three-year anniversary. So, uh, real quick, we want to say happy three-year anniversary 
to Pet Food Alpha, three years of excellent podcasting. Check them out, PetFoodAlpha.com. Um, and uh, just recent, like I said, just recently on their three-year anniversary show, we talk a little bit of 14 on there. Uh, so uh, make sure you check that out over at Pet Food Alpha. More about Aorzopedia uh, on that, too. So uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, also, uh, something else that uh, just came down the wire a little bit. Uh, uh, what was that, yesterday that this came out or two days ago? Uh, the notice of the July update. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, uh, we've been wanting these uh, these new Northland zones for quite a while, and some of the screenshots from, uh, from the banner that they released had some snow in them. That's right. Missions, more campaign. And, and with the, the areas, I'm sure we're going to get the next campaign ranks, which yep. could have our Iron Ram bodies, our Cobra bodies. A lot of people have yeah. been really wanting those. So, I, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't think we can deal with another letdown. Yeah. Like, like, if they don't have them this time, I don't know, Square Enix, the, uh, the more athletic and, you know, in shape of the final, basically, the people who own Wii's also are going to be coming, so you better watch out. Uh, but uh, but if you do some uh, digging down on uh, on YouTube, uh, you can find some of these uh, some of these zones, including the Walk of Echoes and uh, it looks like Zarkbard uh, in Shadow Realm. You can find some of those uh, those DAT files being explored, and uh, those zones are really interesting. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, Walk of Echoes. That seems like uh, uh, a very, very interesting, huge, epic, multifaceted zone that they could use, uh, you know, so many different ways. And, you know, Rivers of Blood. I mean, come on. That's just cool. Brutal. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so uh, that uh, that we have forward, uh, you know, we can look forward to. Uh, they said uh, July is uh, is when we're going to be looking at that so uh we'll be late july late july uh so we'll be uh looking to to get uh all the information we can and of course uh stop by limitbreakradio.com so uh our topic for today is ein harriar and uh with uh with with you guys being the ein harriar vets kalo why don't you uh why don't you uh, guide us into this topic here. All right, Iron Harrier is a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, when it first came out, a lot of people compared it to Dynamis. You know, it's a di- definitely a large-scale event, but on a smaller scale. Think of Dynamis except condensed, okay? Instead of a, a big, huge area, you have one single big room. And basically, the concept of Iron Harrier is you go into these testing chambers. There's some type of monsters, like just big waves of them. Uh, I'm pretty sure Vicky has the exact numbers that they can be, and it varies from tier to tier. But basically, you go in, you have to wipe out these waves of monsters, and then at the end, you get to fight the Mega Boss. And as long as you survive all the way through to the Mega Boss, then you win. You get to open an armory crate at the end, and you use this system to advance to Odin. And you get the drops out of a chest, so TH, unfortunately, doesn't play any kind of role except for Odin. Ah, okay. Well, cool. Um, So, uh, taking a look at the topic then, um, now, uh, there there are some some rewards for just going and participating in Ein Harriar. Um, you know, there's there's both the drops that you can get from the chest, mm-hmm. but even if you don't get the win, there are, you still walk away with something. 
Right, and this was actually only recently added. When Einherjar first came out, if you didn't win, you got zip. I mean, absolutely nothing. But they changed it to where as long as you kill at least one of the monsters in there, you will get what's called Amples of Theron Iker, which is uh, sort of inv uh, an invisible currency. You know, you can't actually view it. It's it's like Zenny or, exactly. or Jetons. Yep. It's, it's you have to go it, to any number of those things. Yeah. You have to go to the NPC to see how much you have, and you can trade those in for a bunch of different rewards. But yeah, um... You get uh, a set amount for clearing a chamber, tiers, you know, one, two, three in Odin's chamber. But if you don't clear it, you do get a predetermined number based on how many mobs you did kill. Gotcha. Now, uh, uh, it, it stands to be mentioned that uh, between 6 and 36 players can enter Ein Harrier. Now, you don't want to bring in 6. That's pretty obvious. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're you're gonna have a lot of trouble clearing out any much of anything with only six people because there are a lot of mobs in there, and there are a lot of you know you get into a lot of linking situations, you get into a lot of you know uh, just mob happy situations where you need a lot of crowd control. Right. So that's definitely something to be considered here early on. And uh, fortunately, speaking of linking, that was another major change they made. Is when Inheria first came out, it was nearly impossible to pull without linking everything of that type right but they did change it so that uh the mob linking behaviors are the same as things on the outside so if they link from sight in the real world the real vanadiel world then they'll link by sight in ein harrier sound the same hp aggro etc etc gotcha now much like dynamis this is a level 60 cap uh, you know and above um, so you have to be level 60 or above to, to enter the uh, Hazhalm testing grounds. Uh, and uh, and you you mentioned you mentioned about the uh, the smoldering lamp. Did you did you yes, talk about that? Yes, the smoldering lamp is uh, similar to what the timeless hourglass is. One person has to buy the uh, smoldering lamp um, from which NPC? Uh, Kalusha and Nashmau, okay. and uh, they cost yep. 180,000 gil. Mm -hmm. so, so then when you trade that to the Hasholm testing grounds, uh, you know, obviously I've never done it, but uh, the leader would trade it to that, pick all the settings as if you're going into Dynamis, and then the same way that you split up the Timeless Hourglass, you would hand it out to your leaders, your leaders hand it out to the party, and everyone enters. And your time starts from the second that you trade the hourglass. So it is very imperative and very important that you get the glass handed out and you go in as soon as possible. Yeah. And unlike Dynamis, once you pull the first mob, no one can enter after that. Yep. And uh, and also uh, a couple of notes here that it says a player must be able to receive sanction in order to participate. And uh, players also require a cutscene from Kalusha before being able to purchase a lamp or spend Therian Icor on items. Um, so there is just a brief, very brief cutscene uh, that uh, that you get from uh, the uh, the NPC in which you get the hourglass itself. So uh, that's that's definitely important to note. Um, so, uh, so moving on into uh, uh, reservations and an entry. Uh, so, is it is it much like Dynamis where you have to set up reservations, or can you go anytime? Um, I'm pretty sure you just pop up a lamp, you know, grab a lamp, then go and uh, you know enter. I, I've never done. I've never been the one who does the entry. So maybe Vicky can clear that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, unlike Dynamis, you know, only a certain amount of people can you know be in say 
stand area at once. I think you can only support up to three link shells before it's closed off. I'm not exactly sure what the rules are. But since there are three different tiers in Ein Harrier and it's only a half an hour, you usually don't run into scheduling conflicts and such. Right. Um, basically, what happens is you'll get the smoldering lamp from the NPC. You head over to Hazon Testing Grounds once. Everyone is is gathered and ready. You trade the smoldering lamp to the entry gate and you will get back another item called a glowing lamp, which you then split up uh, uh, similar to the perpetual hourglass and dynamis. Um, now, reserve at this point, once you have the glowing lamp is when your reservation is, la- is, is, is started and it only lasts for 30 minutes. Um, if fewer than six people occupy the area 10 minutes after the reservation is made, the reservation will be automatically canceled regardless of the time remaining on the lamp. At this point, the glowing lamp will become void and players will not be allowed to re-entry with it. Uh, a reservation's time limit can also be viewed in the glowing lamp's help window. And if another party already occupies the selected chamber, the smoldering lamp will not light. And players can either select another chamber or wait for the one they choose to open. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as, you know, entry and going in, uh, you know, it's all pretty simple. If you've done Dynamis, it's the same. You just want to uh, definitely make sure everyone's paying attention, get things done pat, so that once you do trade the smoldering lamp for the glowing lamp, you're getting everyone in as quickly as possible so you're not wasting any time. Okay. So, you know, uh, that's uh, we, we've spent a little bit of time, you know, just talking about how to get in. So now once you're in, what, what, are, what kind of battle situation are we going to be looking at here? Well, depending on the tier that you choose, um, There'll be different amounts of monsters. Like, if you choose tier one, there's only going to be like one or two waves and then the boss. But with tier three, there'll be a lot more and the bosses are a lot more difficult. Um, <clears throat> you only have 30 minutes. And unlike in uh, Dynamis, how you can get those statues that extend your time limit, you cannot extend this time limit at all. Yeah. Yeah, to complete the mission, even if you defeat the boss, you don't win unless you defeat every monster in the room. So that's a bit different than Dynamis, how you can just skip what you don't want to kill. You have to kill everything. And I and Harry are to win. And once you defeat all of the monsters, you get a key item for the, the area that you're in. It's a feather corresponding to the area that you are in. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and then when you drop your lamp, you get your Therian Icor. Uh, unlike in Dynamis, where uh, there's just usually one mob and then you pull it and the other ones pop, everything is already up in Ein Harrier. So let's say you're entering a, a tier one zone. When you all come in, your entire link shell will have spawned into one corner of the room. And, right. and, and we say room, but it's actually a very vast, huge, yeah, it's just open a big, area. Yeah, it's yeah. just a big mm-hmm. like circle. Yep. And, and out in the middle is, in the tier one, you sh- you're going to be able to see the boss always. He's always going to be up, sitting there in the middle. He does not move or roam around. And then all the small monsters, for example, let's say there's leeches, they'll all be out in the middle bouncing around and stuff. But while while it's important to note that the notorious monster doesn't move, it can still aggro. Yes, it can still aggro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, all tiers are, are the same. You're going to come in, there's going to be the monsters jumping and hopping all around. But uh, what to note is, in tier one, there can be one type of monster, so just leeches, or there can be two type of monsters, so like let's say leeches and slimes. Mm-hmm. In tier two, you will have at least two waves, but there's the possibility of a third. And for tier threes, you'll have at least three waves, but there is a possibility of a fourth. Ah, okay. So uh, it sounds like 
as you progress, get things mm-hmm. you know gradually get nastier. Also, keep in mind that tier one is the only one where the boss will already be up. So in tier two, you have to uh, kill the first two waves, and then after a couple of seconds, the next wave will spawn with the boss in it. Ah, okay. Um, so now, uh, Vicky, you had mentioned the feathers, and now this is the key to progressing in Ein Harrier, correct? It, that's that's how we get from one chamber to the next is through completing the previous chamber and gaining a feather. That's how it used to be, but I'm pretty sure now you can enter the chamber in any order as long as the person placing the reservation has the feather from the tier before. Right, yeah, they did uh, They did make that important change a couple of months back, and, uh, you know, that's that's since that time, that's when Ein Harrier really took off and, and started to, uh, to become an event that more and more people did. Uh, at, you know, you didn't have to keep a static for it, um, and, and if some Somebody missed out on getting a feather they weren't totally left mm-hmm. out of the out of the loop either right the uh, the way it works now in order to enter odin's chamber a single person has to have all nine feathers mm-hmm. and in order for you to enter the chamber you only have to have one from each tier so very often what link shells do is they'll go into the uh event with multiple mules so for example say you have three mules you'll take them into each one so that they have the feathers and use those mules as the ones to get you into odin that way for three weeks all you have to worry about doing is getting your members one from each tier there you go interesting um so now there are special notorious monsters that will appear in the chamber Mm um Vicky, can you explain about these these NMs that'll spawn, like uh, the the um, Hugin or the the Muin, the four special monsters? Yeah, probably gonna butcher these names, but yeah, yeah. after um, a set amount of time, one single monster will um, appear around the chamber somewhere, and you know you always have to rush to kill it because if you don't, something different, you know, something will happen, mm-hmm. or or if you do kill it, something good will happen. The um, the let's see the Hugin is a, like the vulture like the red vultures um they leave armory armory crates with a whole bunch of uh temporary items that you know make it a lot easier like the house always like there's always a lot of them like 20 of each item that's in there like ethers nice. and potions and stuff go spice so. drink yeah yeah spice drink will help a lot yeah that's yeah um let's see the let's see the the moon in the, <laughs> cannot pronounce that it's, it's a, lbr it's okay birds, it's, like those little brown ones um they will weaken the enemies when you defeat them. So if you, I don't, I'm not sure if you leave it to, to if you don't kill it, I'm not sure if they get harder. But I know if you kill it, it says that they, it weakens them a little bit. Um, let's see. The, oh God, let's see if I can pronounce this one. The Sa, Sahrimnir. Sahrimnir. <laughs> Sahrimnir. Come on, is, this is LBR Vicky. Even, <laughs> even if you don't know how to pronounce it, you just have to just say it with umph. <laughs> like you know what you're doing and no one Sahrimnir. will question you. <laughs> Everyone will question you. It's okay. Is a tiger. Um, Oh, this one says, will strengthen the remaining enemies if left to despawn. So you need to kill it or otherwise it will get harder. Oh, okay. And the the high throne is a sheep. And this one is extremely rare. I've only seen it once in my total time of ever doing on Harriar. And when you defeat it, it doubles the amount of items in the treasure pool after you defeat the boss. Wow. And I, I almost want to say it also adds rarer items to the pool, because I think we got a star sapphire or something the time we killed the sheep. Oh, that's pretty cool. 
So, I mean, yeah, I've only seen it once. It's I've never seen it. Extremely rare. No? Nope, not yet. No. Well, interesting. Um and and you know, that's that's definitely an important element because, you know, if you if you miss a sachrimir is that is that how you? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Um, you know that that could be that could be the make or break between uh, winning or, or losing a run. So uh, definitely uh, definitely important to uh, to to watch for these NMs. Um, so uh, so yeah, definitely mm-hmm. uh, definitely important. All right, so that's basically your overall general view of everything that's Ein Harrier. I mean, from this point on, it's all just about what tactics you employ and how do you actually get down to business, all right? So there are a couple things that you want to keep in mind when going into Ein Harrier or if you're thinking about starting up an Ein Harrier. The first thing that you want to do is bards, all right? Bards are a godsend in here for several reasons. Obviously, they have an AoE light-based sleep, and so on that note, black mages are also good for AoE sleep gut. But bards especially because they can buff everyone and they are godsends on the bosses. So make sure you have your bards. Blue mages with headbutt stun are another absolute nearly necessity. Having them for certain things like slimes that have those horrible AoEs or mm-hmm. Taurus who yeah. can doom your tanks. You just want blue mages that are spamming headbutt. So you're going to break up your alliance You know, similar to a fashion that you would in Dynamis and whatnot. Everyone's going to stay in that corner you spawn in. And your pullers are usually going to be paladins, just because, you know, they can uh, take the most damage and whatnot, but it doesn't always need to be, so we've had dragoons pull. You're going to want your pullers to actually disband from their party and pull solo, so if they take too many mobs, too many links, they can just die, and since it's alliance hate, no one will wipe. So from that point, you go out and you have your your uh, paladins pull the mobs in, flash, range, whatever it is they use, and when they come back, everything... Everybody starts sleeping. Everything. Have a tank order. Usually warriors. All right. Instead of paladins. So let's say you know you have your tanks in the order. You know, a Nero has a warrior. I have a warrior, and Vicky has a warrior. So that would be our tank order. Everybody would assist a Nero unless he dies. Then they go to assisting Kahlo, and then Vicky, and so on. And you just move from mob to mob, taking them down as you go, and just keep a steady pull incoming. Just continue that until you have all the mobs down. If it's tier one, the boss is next. If it's a tier two, you're going to want to make sure everyone stays in the corner so when things repop, they don't pop on top of you. Now, obviously, based on what monsters you have, some texts are probably going to change slightly, but we'll go over that later. Uh, when you get to the boss, this is where something called a bard rotation comes into play. Now, who knows what a bard rotation is? I hope Vicky's sure raising her hand. They've ever done a... Like a like a shadow lord. I don't know. I mean, the dynamis lord. Sorry. Yes, in it's dynamis. very similar to dynamis lord. Uh, you can have everybody gather around one person so that nobody misses. You know, get doesn't get hit with songs. All your bards are going to two hour. So obviously, bards you have to communicate with who's doing what songs. Two hour, buff your party, drop from party, and then the other party in your alliance will invite you in so that basically everyone has four soul voice songs, and then you rush the boss. And obviously, it's not always just a complete burn because they don't burn down that quickly based on which monster you're fighting. You're going to have to employ different tactics. Some of them are as simple as just soul voice buff, go, and it dies. Some of them, like the golem, are a little bit harder because they split into two. They have binds, and sometimes it just get really, really messy. But again, we'll get to that. So those are your basic tactics when doing Ein Harrier. Uh, you're going to want to stick to those and then basically just deviate from, from the plan as needed. So, Vicky, do you have anything else to add to that? Um, not really, but I mean, 
I've personally never seen a puller disband from an alliance when they pulled, but I mean, I guess that that's if you have a lot of bards. Like, we usually do go with a lot of bards, and they just spam sleep on it, so that's why it's never really a problem, so. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, I've never really succeeded in in Harriar. It's always been <laughs> it's always been a massacre. So I I have I have nothing nothing but mm-hmm. uh, but failed strategies to tell here. But uh, uh, no, I, I mean it, I, I take that back. I mean we did we did get a, through a few uh, a few chambers, but uh, but there were many many a time where. You know, things would just go very, very, very wrong. Oh, I know those. So, I mean, there's there's your general kind of strategy for the whole thing. Um, does I mean, it, you know, it, it, you said obviously it'll vary on mob mm-hmm. types. So why don't we talk about mob types? Uh, well, well, why don't we start at uh, at the very first chamber here, uh, uh, Rosewise Chamber. Well, and, and actually, this uh, encompasses all three. So all three oh, okay. of the tier ones each can tier, pull each tier. Like tier one, tier two, yeah, and tier three right, as a right. Whole have different. Oh, okay. Yeah. So all tier right. one all shares the same possibility of these mobs as well as the bosses. And so, anyway. so I'm, I, I, I get, I get that there are variables and that there are random possibilities, but I mean. You know, are you basically looking for, you know, looking at the same thing for the first three, you know, for the first three fights of the first tier? I mean, is it, you know, like, is there any difference between, say, you know, Rosewise Chamber and, you know, uh, whatever the second chamber is? The the second tier one chamber? Yeah, yeah. No, between the three tier one chambers, I don't believe that there is any oh, okay. uh, difference. Um, I mean... There could be, you know, let's say that you have a better chance of getting, you know, trio bats in Grimgurde's chamber, but I have no idea. And yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. Yeah, so I think that they're just three different tiers, or, okay. or three different chambers, and they all have the same possibility of just being random from a set list. Okay, well then, uh, then we're going to start at wing number one, which is comprised of Rosewise Chamber. Uh, what, what Grim Grimgurde's Grim- chamber? Grim- yeah, there we go. And uh, Sigrun's chamber. Um, so, uh, so what are we, what kind of uh, mob types are we going to be looking at for the first tier? For tier one, um, I mean, some of them overlap in tiers two, as I've noticed. But in tier one, um, there are the uh, the buggered X, which are buggered family, obviously mm-hmm. ugly yeah. things. Yep, hate things. And uh, buggards aren't particularly too hard. If you find buggards, then you know count yourself lucky you know they die really yeah. easy they're easy they're they're very easily slept they don't have any tp moves that are too bad um i'm pretty sure they have they can do that status that makes your tp go down which can be really ugly mm-hmm. but i mean as long as your white mages are on point buggers are really simple yeah um then there's a a chigo which are of course chigos i hate those too <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, no. they're not so hard because they're so squishy and well, yeah, and and that's that's definitely fortunate. But uh, I can't remember when when Chigos pop. Do they pop like they normally do without an uh, you know without a name floating above them, or do, or can you actually still mm. pull them? I can't. Um, I can't remember. I'm. I think that I don't think you can say their names, but you know, yeah. I'm not positive. 
Yeah, honestly, I can't remember that. No, I've makes, ever seen yeah, a I mean, that would that would make that would make pulling a really nasty mm-hmm. situation because you've literally got to run up on them before you can even target. Right, them. right. I don't know if if we're wrong on that. Please feel free to correct us uh, on our forums. We've got an information correction section. Yep. So. Uh, fortunately, chigos are another very easy one. You know, they're not particularly high defense. They're very squishy, very easily slept by does, any does manner the, of sleep. Does the uh, the the weapon skill and or uh, weapon bash or crit? Yeah, kill them in one hit yeah even in a harrier it's a good question i've never fought chigo so uh, I don't know. okay all right all right i want to say no yeah probably but, not but i again i'm not 100 percent sure but i don't think they die that quickly <laughs> i don't think a critical hit would just take them all yeah down yeah harrier, yeah but, fair um, enough so uh so what what else uh what else we're looking at here we've got a. Uh, craven and harriers which are ghost type mm-hmm no. Yeah, so now, obviously, being ghost types, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for black mages to get them slapped, but uh, these are actually pretty squishy, and as long as you have your bards, you shouldn't have any problem uh, pulling and keeping the ghost slaps and uh, you know making your way through that wave. So, again, another really easy one. Well, they can be difficult depending on, you know, if they end up fendogging or whatever. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's true. And they always have, like, spikes and stuff like that, but, I mean, if you have good support, then it shouldn't be mm-hmm. too much of a problem. Yep. Uh, getting the ice spikes dispelled is definitely yeah. amongst your high priorities because you know you're gonna have obviously heavy hitters like dark knights and samurais and if they're you know one swing every ten seconds is getting paralyzed or you know their meditate is getting paralyzed it's definitely gonna slow you down. All right. Um, next we have dark elementals. Now that's where a problem can be if you don't oh. have bards. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can. Oh. I could just see elementals being brutal. Uh-huh. Now, luckily, if you have bards, obviously, they are easy to sleep, as Vicky said, but uh, dark elementals are usually more resistant to physical attacks, yeah, and, physical including weapon damage, skills. Yeah. So this is where uh, you know people like black mages are finally going to get, get to do a little bit more than just sleep things. So Now, it lists other kinds of chigos, but I believe they only spawn from the boss. of the. There's a big merit boss that mm-hmm. spawns like... Um, Jigga? Jiggas? The Jigga. <laughs> but those only, those only spawn from the uh, the Merit boss, and I think those might be, like, the easier kind of Chigos. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Those those might be the ones that you can crit away. I think. <laughs> I mean, I might be wrong on that. Um, then we have Einheriar Eaters, which are worm-type mobs. I don't know what exactly they're eating, but... They're eating Einheriar. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the worms are are obviously a bit tougher for the fact that, that you can't actually pull worms back to the center. So, you know, uh, you have to be a little bit more careful with that. If you get them on Tier 1s, usually you can try and clear out what you can without aggroing the boss. But, uh, I've since, seen that happen before. Yeah, exactly. Lots of the worms yeah. a lot, actually. So if it's a Tier 1, since these can't actually be pulled, sometimes what uh, some groups will do is just uh, have your bards 2-hour and pull the boss first, kill the boss, and then just go around and clean up the worms. I'm pretty oh, okay. sure that we had uh, worms once on, I forget which tier it was, but it wasn't a tier one. So we all actually went out, cleared out all the worms, and then left the fir- the last one alive while everybody else could get out of the way so that the next wave didn't spawn on top of us. Oh, okay. So again, worms are pretty easy, easily sleepable. You know how quick they die. So. All right. Next we have um, Hashelm Bat and Hashelm Bats. 
<laughs> the single one is like the you know the single like a moon like bat, mm-hmm. and yep. the, the plural is the trios, mm-hmm. like the three in a group. Yep. So. And uh, these ones are actually really creepy. The uh, the Hasholm bat. I don't know if you see them. They're the red bats with like the big yellow eyes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and again, these are these are some other you know really easy ones. You know they're they're easily sleepable, especially by bards. Uh, I think the the big downfall with these is the fact that you know they had the things like evasion down, accuracy yeah, down, yeah. and it's AOE in yeah. you know on, on a single person it might not be that big a deal, but when you have your whole alliance suffering from it, then you definitely notice a decrease in performance. So uh, you know your support definitely has to be. Uh, on point and, and ready to go. Well, and 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 with only having thirty minutes, I mean, you know, time is of the essence, and any marked decrease you see in performance, right. I mean, you just you feel it on the clock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we have Hindla, which are uh, undead hounds. I believe are the undead ones. Yep. Uh, those are usually pretty squishy. Again, easily slept by bards. Uh, you know, a lot a lot of the mobs in here are dark based, and so that's why bards are definitely going to be a godsend to you. Not just for the obvious bard rotation and soul voicing on the bosses, but again for lullaby. All right, and then we get the uh, infected wamura, which are the the big flying moth wamura. The those sausage moths, or- as <laughs> Tila from PFA calls them. Sausage. Giant sausage, sausage moths. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And now, now obviously, Wamora are a pain, pain in the ass for the obvious reasons. Not just in here, but when you find Wamora everywhere. Oh you, yeah. You cannot put debuffs on them because they use that exuviation, and based on how many debuffs they have, that's how much they heal themselves for. So, you know, red mages, your slows, your paralyzed dias and bios and stuff like that. You're not gonna want to put on put on them at all. Um, sometimes now, now see, here's the thing about the hard mobs in Ein Harrier is sometimes they can be squishy. You know, like sometimes you might get Wilmores and, you know, they'll come down with just a few samurai weapon skills and there's other times when it just seems like, I don't know, they're made out of stone or something yeah, and they yeah. just won't take damage. Now, Wilmora have been known to sometimes be a lot more difficult than uh, than they may seem some other times. So just keep that in mind. Uh, if you see some Wilmora, you know, make sure everyone's focused, keep yourself under control and, you know, don't do anything stupid. Fair enough. All right. Um, we have Logies, which are bomb types. I've seen many and Harry are gone bad because of the bombs. I mean, self-destructing all over the place. Yeah. And, yep. Yeah. And this is and especially low man ones. If you don't have high numbers, this can get difficult. Yeah. And this is definitely where your uh, Dark Knights, Black Mage and, uh, Mages, and especially Blue Mages come in handy. Usually, the leaders will just tell you to to spam your stuns at will as as quick as you can. So, um, other than that, bombs you know can sleep pretty easily. So as long as you keep the self-destructs under control, then you shouldn't have too much of a problem. All right. Um, Nickers? Nickers? <laughs> Nicker. Those are do- the doomed mobs, which I believe are like the, the, gen- like the flesh, the rotten flesh. Kind yeah. Of. The yeah. giant lump of like, flesh. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. I don't think I've seen too many problems with these. No, those are usually extremely squishy. I mean, I'm not even sure if they have any TP moves that you really have to worry about, but they die so quick, it's not really that big of a deal. Um, we have rotting huskarls, the the skeletons. We have warrior types and black mage types. Oh, these suck. Yes. The, the AOE drain, uh, especially if you're having if you do have high numbers. I mean, that really kind of puts it in the skeleton's favor, right there. Yes, this is definitely probably one of uh, Ein Harrier's most notorious 
uh, you know, mobs uh, because of their AOE drain that they have. The fact that, you know, only hand-to-hand is what they're really weak yeah. to, so everybody else. I mean, and, and usually monks are really good, and a lot of people bring a lot of monks specifically for the fact that you could get skeletons. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you ha- if you have a lot of monks, count yourself lucky. It'll be a, a little bit easier, but do not take these things lightly at all. Obviously, your bards are going to be your main sleepers here, but yeah. Uh, riding Huskarls have definitely been the end to many an Harrier run. Oh. That's probably one of the biggest ones that you uh, shouldn't link because if you link all of those, that's really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. No, couldn't you just use a bunch of paladins with like stabs and clubs? Paladins can't do damage anyway. Yeah, see, see, Sorry. yeah, they can. Well, see, that's the thing about Iron Harrier, though. You don't want to say, well, we could get skeletons, so let's bring something that's super awesome against skeletons, because then when you don't get them, then it's like, well, now you just have a bunch of paladins with clubs, and you have to kill, <laughs> you know. Well, you need paladins. Well, elementals. Anyway. It might, I don't know. It might be. It might be a good idea to just have them keep clubs in their mog satchel. <laughs> well, we have the mog satchel now. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, the last possible monster for. Tier one is the sea monks, like the big kraken type mods. What are they called? I'm gonna butcher this name. Should joke rakjen? Vicky, Vicky. Joke, joke rak, joke rakjen. There you go. Yeah, remember with with pride. Kraken things works fine. Excuse me. Otherwise, I would just call him like joke rakjen or something. But the S at the front is throwing me off. Uh huh. Like, yep. Yep. But yeah, but yeah sea those monks. are like the big krakens. Mm-hmm. Sea monks. Yep. Now uh, I don't know if I've actually. I think I'm, I think maybe I've had to fight sea monks once. Uh, now obviously you know when you think of sea monks you don't think of it being too bad, but obviously you think of Charby and you know his AOE can really wreck some havoc. Yeah. You know, with the yeah. whole with the whole less is more thing. But these things are obviously a, a lot weaker than Charby, but uh, their AOE can still get pretty nasty. So I mean, as a melee, if you start to get low on health, back off until the mage gets you topped off. Don't do anything stupid. And and and, and really that actually kind of goes for all of Iron Harrier, not just for sea monks. But if you're a melee and your health is low and you haven't got got a cure yet, don't just sit there and keep whacking away. Especially if it's something like sea monks or skeletons, which can take large chunks with their AOE, at, you know, in an right. instant. Yeah, yeah. So you know, play it smart. Watch for AOEs. Watch your health. And uh, sea monks shouldn't be something that uh, that takes your you know your whole alliance down. All right. So uh, those are the different kinds of uh, of mobs you'll be seeing in Iron Harrier. But what about the uh, the bosses? Now you know we've talked about you know these these different you know, these huge, huge range of uh, of mobs that you could get. But what about boss types here? Oh, the bosses. There are six possible bosses for Tier 1. Um, the first one I have here is Hackenmon, or Hockenmon. That's like a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does. But it's, yeah, it's um the Orobon, those big, ugly fish with, like, the light antennas that mm, hang off of their yep. faces. Um, I would I would like to preface really quick before we get any further into Hakimon here. The uh, the bosses. This this is what I like to call this phase of Iron Harrier. The balls to the walls phase. <laughs> all right. Hence dubbed by a good friend of ours, Ninja Fox. Whenever he comes warrior, he always ex- exclaimed as we're running in in shout, "Balls to the walls" in capital <laughs> letters, and then he dies about five seconds later. <laughs> Every time. No fail. <laughs> the only time he doesn't die is when he doesn't shout it. 
that's funny. So, right, you, you you just got done wiping out all the monsters. Everyone gathers together. Hopefully, you know, to make this easier on yourself, you do a bard rotation for, you know, soul voice. Uh, hopefully, you have at least one thief. Obviously, you know, Treasure Hunter doesn't necessarily affect these drops, but faint is absolutely amazing. So, yes, this is at the point where you go balls to the walls, and if you have Hakimon, here are the things that you are going to be looking out for, or these are the stuff that you can expect. Is this why your guy dies uh, draw in? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It has, it has draw in on its current target, mm-hmm. so I can imagine someone screaming and right. running in would get drawn in. <laughs> right, and, 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 and usually <laughs> on, on your last couple mobs in the waves, you're going to store TP as well, so everyone can start off with you know just one big, uh, you know, big, big weapon skill from everybody, and so usually he's the first one out there, the first one to weapon skill, and the first one to <laughs> drop. Balls to the... Hey, wait, where the f- am I dead? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, it doesn't have too many else, uh, too much other things that are different from regular aura bonds. It has a TP move called Seismic Tail, which is stunnable, but it's a knockback move that does a whole lot of damage. Mm-hmm. So that's really, mm-hmm. you know, dangerous. Look out for that. And uh, I believe, can it only use that if you are behind it, or can it use it just anywhere? Um... I'm okay. not sure. I mean, it's yeah. a tail. it uses it with its tail, so right. I mean, uh, I'd assume. Uh, no, actually, I, th- I think that it does. It can use it any time, but, but what really makes it dangerous is that when it uses a TP move, it uses it three times in a row. Um, one stun during the three consecutive TP moves will stop all of them from occurring. So uh, Hakamon is actually one of the mobs that uh, you usually have a chain spell stun order for. Oh, okay. Uh, usually you don't have to have too many red mages for that, but I mean, obviously with a big event like that, you, you should have usually four or five red mages. Yeah, at and, least one. Right. And, and so usually for your, your chain spell stun order, uh, you know, it's usually you would have two of them chain spell stun and go at the beginning, and then once they're done, two more go. But just to be safe, you know, wait until usually it's at like the 70-50% mark. I think that that's something that we've noticed is that we've stopped doing chain spell right from the beginning, and we've started doing it more in the middle so that it's stopping the end. Because, yeah, it can still do, obviously, the TP moves and, you know, some people up um, in the first, you know, 25-50%, but your mages also have MP at that point. And it would be better to have the chain spell, chain spell stun going at the end when MP is getting low and you can't uh, help repair from the, the TP moves and such. Good idea. Mm-hmm. But but otherwise, you know, watch out for the seismic tail. You know, headbunts, stuns, definitely always going off. And, uh, you know, just keep at it like you normally would and this boss should go down pretty easily. So, on to our next one? On to our next one. What is our next one, Vicky? Right, we have got, let's see if I can pronounce this one, Hild. Hildasvini. It is the married, the one that spawns the little uh, Dijigas. Dijigas. Um, <laughs> this also has draw in, com- like uh, the Oribon one did. But pretty much, this thing's a big brick wall. <laughs> Let's see. It has a move called Proboscis Shower that he uses when the Dijigas are alive, and it heals itself for yep. a ton of damage. Yeah. Um, it is stunnable, however, but it's you have to be really quick on that. It's it's like trying to stun Restorial. It's it's really bad. Yeah. So uh, again, you know, this this is a really tough one. Everyone, I mean, you, you you're gonna have a lot of melees, so everyone has to be ready to to definitely get those chigos when they spawn. Uh, usually, what I do is, uh, you know, I'll have my 
switch target button hit so that the little blue arrow is above him, yep. and then constantly hitting tab. And since he's the only monster there, you're never going to tab off of him, but as soon as a Chigo pops, you're on it instantly. And um, it, it is a really slow fight. Uh, the wiki here recommends that you know he can be kited around and uh, you know just dotted in nukes, similar to uh, Adamantois or Aspid is in Cape Terrigan. So that would take a while. It would. Usually, you don't really have the time for that in Iron Harrier. You know, sometimes you might only have five minutes left by the time you're buffing up with right. bars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, as as long as you stay on top of those Chigos, he you know obviously he he does have a lot of defense, but you know just stay on him. You know, you're saving your two hours for the end. You know, everyone should have. TP when you first engage him. You have double soul voice on, hopefully a feint, probably Angon and Tomahawk from a warrior in Dragoon. I mean, as long as you're prepared, just watch out for the Dejigas and his healing move, and he should go down without a, without a problem. Uh, something important to note here, though, is that the uh, the Jigas will, rem- will retain hate on any player in the chamber, even after dying and re-raising, so that makes a full wipe recovery very, very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I've seen people wipe to this, though, just because it's... I mean, it's pretty much a wall. You're beating on it and it's yeah, yeah. in there, hitting you with its trunk, so... Yeah, it's not. It's not, It's probably not going to take you down, but you're going to have problems taking it down in the allotted uh-huh. time. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, moving on to our next potential boss here. It is named Human <laughs> uh, Human I don't know. Oh, it's, come on, Vicky. Say it with <laughs> conviction like you know what you're talking about. Human Human Rot. Stop shouting. I'm not shouting. I'm pronouncing. That's how you pronounce. Human Rot. There you go. Good. <laughs> All right. It is a buffalo type monster. I think most of these bosses have drawing because this one does as well. It has standard buffalo TP moves. Um, let's see. It has a snort-like attack that is different than the snort that regular buffaloes use. It doesn't show up in your log exactly other than it just hits everyone at the same time. But it um it ignores Utsusami, so that's something that could be damaged. It's conal, so anyone in the front area needs to look out for that. Yeah, uh, this is one of the, uh, or there, there is a characteristic that a lot of Ein Harrier bosses have, and this is one of the first ones that we've that we've came across. But uh, a lot of them, hate seems to be random. Um, now with this one, it says that that it could be Snort that has the reset, but it seems to bounce around hate a lot. All right, so what you're gonna want to do is mages, melee, everyone is gonna want to. Uh, bunch up on this because the last thing that you want is a you know five minutes left and you have a boss that's trying to run after mages running wild yeah your double soul voice gets wasted weapon skills get wasted and this is one of the mobs that you know you end up wiping with 30 seconds to go and one percent left on him yeah you know so do not be one of those mages that is standing at max distance drops a cure five and then starts running away when you notice you have hate so everyone definitely should bunch up against this. It also recommends uh, standing in and trying to kite it against a wall so that the knockback from Snort doesn't necessarily, you know, That's cause too much idea. trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it also has extremely high defense. So mm-hmm. if you're attacking from the front especially, it's really high, and the back has lower defense. So it recommends using, like, defense uh, lower, lower errs, like a Dia 3 or mm-hmm. Angon or something that will lower its defense. Right. Uh, it, it's also, uh, elemental magic is very effective against it. Uh, thunder works pretty well. 
Um, but Blizzard is mostly resisted. So definitely Black Mages, you know, your burst two is going to be really awesome. But make sure you're standing very close to it when you do this burst two. Otherwise, the massive damage you do is really going to be counterproductive to the fact that now the melees have to run after it because you just took hate. God, gamer, isn't this a Kahlo heavy episode? Yeah, hey, I, I have nothing <laughs> to contribute with Iron Harrier. <laughs> It's okay. Me and Vicky got it. Yeah, it's just, you know, sit At back and relax. you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even thought about I'm here. It's, see, see, for Gamer, it's not even about being on the episode at this point. He's only here, and he's only going to be here next time to prove a point to Kahlo. <laughs> you prove your point, Gamer. You do it. <laughs> I'll be waiting to see, you know, waiting I'll, for the I'll next episode. It. Oh, oh! This next one, this next one looks look, looks like a great one, Vicky. How do you how do you say that name? Oh boy, um, <laughs> Rosvelg. Good, very hey, good. All right. It is a Manticore. Can also, I mean, it uses everything like normal Manticores and has mighty strikes. Um, its hate seems to be pretty random, like the last boss. Like it could possibly switch targets to whichever one it feels mm-hmm. like. So. Yeah, this one is definitely uh, a lot worse than the Buffalo too, because obviously Buffaloes move a lot slower, whereas Manticores have increased movement speed. Mm-hmm. So the random hate is is can be very very detrimental here. Um, and, it, and and even with this one, you know, it says that there is no apparent pattern at all. You know, with with the Buffalo, they think that it could just be a, re- a TP reset, so at least the tank can somewhat keep hate. But with this one, it jumps around a lot. Um, like most uh, uh, Manticores, it is highly resistant to Earth-based uh, and Feebles and Magics. Um, Blue Mages, apparently poison, bre- poison Breath, works extremely well doing somewhere around 200 each cast. Now, I know that a lot of Blue, blue Mages don't really invest in uh, Breath Magic gear and whatnot, but uh, for those of you who do or maybe have a little bit on hand, uh, it might not hurt for setting Poison Breath for Iron Harrier. And obviously, uh, keeping up dots for the duration of the fight uh, will shorten the required time to kill this, but that kind of goes for anything, really. So, our next one we have is easy enough to pronounce. It's the Morble Emperor, which is a Morble-type mob. It's pretty in red, like all the TOAU Morbles. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one I have actually seen the most trouble with in Tier 1 bosses. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it has drawn in all of the uh, marble TP moves, so it has all the the horrible breath moves that it uses. And, I mean, it does everything. Silence, paralyze, everything. Yep. It can go really wrong really quickly if you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. This is uh, another boss that you might want to think about using your chain spell stun order on. Uh, also, another thing to watch out for is this is uh, this is one of the mobs that you're going to want to actually cancel all of your buffs on before going in, or at least at least for your tanks, because it has a TP move called Vampiric Root, which will absorb all buffs from target. So you know, absorbing a single you know absorbing all the buffs from a paladin, for example, can make it a very very difficult enemy to kill unless they're dispelled very quickly. Vampiric Roots can, however, be blocked by Utsut Semi, so you're going to want your tanks to be very careful uh, when going in after this boss. Um, now, actually, th- this this being one of the more difficult ones to attack, uh, it can also, depending on how it goes, be very easy to defeat as well. Um, I was, uh, uh, well, unfortunately I wasn't privy to this, but uh, I've heard of a Dark Knight using, you know, fully buffing up, you know, Soul Voice, Blood Weapon, uh, Last Resort, and then the, the, the thing uses vampiric roots on him, steals all of that, 
and then every successive hit that he hits the Dark Knight with takes away 10% of its HP. Oh, yeah. Never seen that. <laughs> so sending in a couple Dark Knights like that, you know, if it vampiric roots quick enough, this thing could just end up beating itself into the ground. Sounds like a pretty good strategy, actually. Mm-hmm. That seems to be all for that one. And there is one more possible boss for Tier 1. It is called Nihus, and it is a Wyver type. Yes, the Weave Rays. Woo. I've seen this one more than any other one. I, I see this boss a lot. Yep, and yeah. um, it, it's 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 not so much... I mean, obviously it's difficult, but it's not the same type of difficult to where it can wipe your party really quick, more so that it just takes a lot longer to kill. Obviously, Wyveries have very high defense. Um, it does have a hate reset called Batterhorn, and uh, the big thing to watch out for, though, is Crippling Slam, which is a massive AoE damage with a very potent paralyze effect. Um, but uh, Nihus only seems to use it when he's below 30%. So obviously, uh, this is another good fight to save your 2 hours 4, save your TP 4. Um, it says that magic damage is reduced by 35%, and uh, apparently attacking from the rear causes him to cast <laughs> Paralaga. Okay. But <laughs> I would still be back there, regardless. Um, like, if you think about that, that seems kind of awkward. It does. Like, you, yeah. You hit it from its butt and it just casts Paralyze on you. I mean, I wonder <laughs> what, what it does. Yep. So, so I mean, <laughs> not too much to watch out for. You know, just do your normal stuff. Keep whacking away at it. Uh, since it also has the standard TP moves that Wyvers have, there is the one move that gives it both uh, haste and a very high... I don't know if it's defense or attack bonus, but that's something that you're, you're going to want to get dispelled ASAP. So definitely just stay on it, and uh, this is actually one of the safer ones, albeit longer fights. Yep. All right, and that's going to take us through the first wing of Ein Harriar. Uh, so uh, why don't we take a look at our second wing? Uh, this is another, uh, it consists of another three chambers. Uh, and again, much like the uh, much like the first wing, all three are uh, about the same when it comes to your, mm -hmm. you know, the the structure of the wing. Um, so, uh, so what are we looking at as far as potential enemies for wing two? Well, uh, the first thing to note is that you are going to see uh, a couple of the monsters overlap in tiers one, two, and three. Um, but obviously, because it's a higher tier, they're going to be a lot stronger than the ones that you fought in Tier 1 or Tier 2. Gotcha. Okay. Ooh, this first one, you know who it reminds me of? What? Juxta. Why? Well, first of all, the monster is Battle Mites, and those are the Dire Mite mobs. Oh, yeah, and he hates He dire. hates those so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, fortunately, though, Dire Mites are extremely weak, extremely squishy. I don't think they have any TP moves that you really have to worry about. If you get Dire Mites, count yourself lucky because they will go down extremely quick. So that's the okay. Those are the Dire Mites, very squishy, good. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, so uh, Vicky, what else are we going to be seeing here uh, for uh, for our second wing? Um, the next ones are called Corruptine Harriars, and they are. Taurus type mobs. Yeah, those are the big, like nasty. Like the ones that you see in like the COP, like yeah, Sycrarium like or the Rivern areas, mm -hmm. or no, yeah, the Sycrarium. Yeah, yep. yeah, Aqueducts. Um, mm -hmm. The Aqueducts. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. Um, 
I don't know much about these, actually. Well, uh, they're actually a lot squishier than you would imagine. They don't have very high defense, but obviously the big thing to watch out for here, and obviously to have Holy Waters for, is Doom. Yeah. Because these can obviously take your tank down very quick, and if you only have, like, you know, uh, a three or four tank lineup, and they're all being doomed, and you're not quick enough to take away their uh, Doom status, then your tank's down and out for five minutes. Right. Um, They do have that AoE tail swish, or whatever, where they kind of, like, just spin around and do a lot of stuff, so that can be some bad AoE damage. But if you're a melee and you're low on HP, just back away for a moment until you get topped off and uh, have your Holy Waters ready for Doom. And as long as you're prepared for that, Taurus are are very, very easy. All right. Then we have the uh, the Craven and Harrier. Those are the ghosts from the... They're also in the... They're the, also the, in Tier 1. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, these are the, the blue ones. The blue blue the, ghosts. The boots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The boot type. Okay. So it's the same except for they are the... The blue ones with like the red marking yep. on their yep. head. Yep. Yeah. Uh, again, these are pretty squishy. Obviously, they have normal boot type stuff. They can do still do like sleep guns and thundagas. So, you know, stunners. Make sure you're watching out for those. Uh, so yeah, those are uh, another pretty easy one. If you if you find yourself with boots, you know, you don't have to worry about you you know your heart sinking or your you know your gut dropping or anything. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you shouldn't be too worried about these. All right. Um, and Harry R. Brays are. Slime type monsters. I mean, you know, slimes have horrible AOE. Oh boy! I mean, I don't, Steve, <laughs> just go. I, I don't know gone. about you, Vicky, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that the Einherjer Brays single-handedly are the worst thing. Like even more, even more so than skeleton than skeletons than skeleton <laughs> skeletons. Okay, these things are absolutely horrible, horrendous nightmares. Um, I fluid spray takes away like. Uh, I think that it actually only takes away two of your shadows, all right? But if you only have one, you are looking at massive AoE damage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and sometimes these things are just so resistant to physical damage that it's 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 absolutely heartbreaking. We've lost more Tier 3s to these than I can count. Oh. Uh, more Tier 2s than I can count. But again, sometimes they're not that big a deal, and they're actually really squishy, and they die really easy. But most of the time, if... If you see these things, start praying. Because these, these things are just absolutely horrible. They make uh, good pets, though. <laughs> for obvious reasons. You can't kill them. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. Um, what I would suggest to you, if you're a melee, make sure you have three shadows up at all time. I don't care if, you just have, if you're like, oh, well, I have two up. Make sure you have three shadows at all time. Constantly be recasting them. And obviously, if your life gets low... GTFO and wait for a cure. Okay, take these things, pull them slow and steady. Um, obviously, you're always going to want one ready for your melees to start fighting again. You know, so so there's no downtime between them. But it's better to take these slow and maybe waste too much time than for everyone to wipe and waste even more time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. exercise extreme caution with Einherjer Bray. And again, we have the Ein Harrier Eaters, which were also the worms from Tier 1. Yep, yep. Same thing goes Don't for those as last time. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get the Flames of Muspelheim, mm. or something like that. The Clusters. Um, yeah, they are bomb clusters. These are probably just as bad, if not worse, as the single bombs, mm-hmm. in my experience. Yep. Uh, I actually can't say that I've ever had to fought, fight those before. The name is unfamiliar to me. Huh. I mean, if you have a, lo- a lot of people, then it's not a problem, but especially in lower manned runs they can be difficult with you know the moves clusters yeah yeah so um we have 
guards bore, which are spiders. Extremely squishy. I don't these, know. Yeah, these things die quick. The only thing you really have to watch out for is uh, the fact that they have that AOE slow move. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure haste does not overwrite, so you're going to have to erase it and then rehaste. Yep. Uh, but other than that, spiders are an easy win. Again, we have Hazhelm Bat and Hazhelm Bats, which were in the last tier as yep. well. They yep. overlap here. Mm-hmm. But then you get the Hazhelm Leeches, which are leeches. Oh, and the <laughs> leeches are horrible. Are they? Yeah. They also make good pets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Vicky, how much how much how much experience do you have with leeches in Iron Harrier? Um, I seem to see leeches a lot, but I've never really seen a problem with them, to be honest. But I'm always kind of a healer in the back, so I don't really know as much as the. the so so as a healer, you don't realize when they use their TP move attack down that people are now doing one to three damage. Ooh, you. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, let, I mean let I me don't explain, know. Okay, if I have buffs up and marinara pizza and they use the attack down on me if i go into my attack status screen i'm usually under 50 attack what are you have got to be kidding me no and that you, is and the usually worst, that I, is the worst debuff i've ever and, heard and of. i'm usually around 400 plus attack right oh it's it's I, i've done dancing edges with sneak attack for 30 damage oh and, and usually i can break over 1k that's horrible and these things Damn it! Like no other. Ugh. Now, now I'm not. How do you get rid of it? Uh, erase? erase. Erase. Now I'm not. I'm not 100 sure, but I think a white mage with misery can asuna it away. Uh, but I'm not 100 sure. But oh know. yeah, uh, that that attack down is definitely amongst like your number one priority is to get that attack down off as soon as you possibly can. Otherwise, leeches can take forever. Ugh. Now, other than that, they are very squishy. They're incredibly easy to sleep, but their attack down is just monstrous. Ugh. Gross. Gross. Okay. Uh so that's the uh Hashelm leech. Uh what else what else we got here? We we still got a little bit of a list here to go through. Mm-hmm. We've got uh I love the names of these. Odin's fool. These are the imps. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, of course they use the uh the the Tanteras, which are the amnesia and silence. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those yep. can be a problem. I mean, unless you have a lot of echo drops, and I mean amnesia, you can't do much about. I always that. I always keep echo drops on hand. Always. Mm-hmm. I have since I started leveling Black Mage. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a smart idea. Uh, but but before that, I always had some White Mage in tow, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> um. But yes, uh, Odin's fools aren't that big of a deal. Obviously, you know, amnesia sucks balls. But there's nothing you can do about it, and they usually have low HP. Unless low, you want to use defense. that ring, lols. <laughs> the Ekphoria yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, Or yeah. So I mean, they're not that big a deal. Uh, they're actually pretty easy, um, and as long as you have bards, they're very easily slept. So Odin's fools, not a big deal. Don't worry if you if you if you pop in and, they'll, and they're there. All right, fair enough. All right, we have this time we have. They are again called rotting huskarls. However, they are the dragwar type skeletons, so they're like the TOAU style. Yeah. And they are dark knights. Mm -hmm. Same problems still come along with them, though. The AOE uh, blood saber, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, Obviously, uh, and we also didn't mention it with the last one, but you know, uh, skeletons also have the blinding move. That's AOE. Yeah, that's really bad. So you know, erases, Isuna, uh, 
eye drops. Make sure you eye have drops, all of those yeah. ready. Um, mm-hmm. Also, another big thing that a lot of people are big on uh, in, in Ein Harrier shells is making sure you have poison pots for rotting husk scrolls. Oh, for AoE sleep. For Odin's fools as yeah, well. Yeah. Yes, yep. Good idea. All right. The Ormer? Orm- Ormer? Yeah, Ormer. Is a dragon, like the Shadow Dragon style dragon. Shadow Dragon, the uh, the red ones, the Dahaks. Yeah, these yeah. things. There's usually not a lot of them because they're a lot bigger, but. Right. They're horrible. They suck so bad. Really? Body slam is, you know, massive oh, AoE yeah, damage. Yeah. Uh, usually, and it, it, it uses a curse with a Chaos Blade. It's an extremely, extremely mm. big curse. Ugh. Which means that your HP's down, your movement speed's Ugh. slow. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and, and then these also use uh, Null Song, don't they? Which erases your buffs and does damage based <laughs> on how many buffs you had. Gross. That does not sound fun These at all. things are very horrible. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right that there's not a lot of them. So, I mean, if you're careful not to link all of them, mm-hmm. you should be all right. Yep. But... Uh, so make sure make sure you don't have many buffs up so that Null Song doesn't do a lot of damage. Uh, black mages, dark knights, and blue mages need to be spot on for body slam. Make sure you're concentrating and just getting these things up. Again, just like Ein Harrier Bray. I, I once had a T3 where we had Ein Harrier Bray first... You know, wiped them out, probably wiped once, and then the next the next wave was Ormers. Oh. And and we ended up timing out. So ex- uh-huh. exercise extreme caution and just make sure you know what you're doing. And uh hopefully you'll be fine. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Alright. Um again we see the the sea monks, the Jokrakian yep. sea monks. Mm-hmm. The same ones as before carry over. Um, and then we get, again get different types of bats. There are giant bats and bat trios again, but they are called the Utgarth bat mm-hmm. and bats. And we also have Utgarth leeches. Yep. And uh, with all... Sure much different from their counterparts, but... Yeah, um, correct. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're just uh, stronger variations. Tricks. They don't have any different tricks or anything, so just deal with them the same way. Got it. Cool. And yeah. let's see. We get um, Hecdi's mobs called Waldgeist. Or Waldgeist. Mm-hmm. One of the two, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are Hecdi's. Yep. And just like all Hecdi's, they're very squishy. The only thing that gets annoying about them is they have, uh, you know, their paralyzed thing. So just be on Paralina, and if you get Hecdi's, count yourself lucky. And our last one. Oh, this, this name is funny. Um, it's either Wine. Bieber or Vine Bieber? <laughs> <laughs> they are clots. Yes. Those little, little ugly looking things. Uh huh. And <laughs> similar to slimes, these things can be very annoying. Um, so deal with them in caution the same way. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. they're pretty much like slimes. But yeah, that would be it for tier two. All right. And uh, and now that we're uh, we're through with the. Uh, Tier two uh, uh, normal mobs, the uh, the wave mobs, as as you could call them. Uh, why don't we take a look at uh, some of the bosses that we're going to be seeing with tier two? Going to be seeing a, a, a lot more interesting variations on uh, on on mob design here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when you'll start seeing some of the the cooler looking baddies. Right, and none of these overlap from the last. All the bosses are unique to the tiers. Yep. So. We first have one called, oh boy, Andriminir, and it is a course. 
I love courses. Courses look so. I love <laughs> fighting cool. them. They're horrible. Oh, oh no! But they look so cool. Mm-hmm. I, I that yep. yeah, they're they're horrible to fight, but they do look so awesome. Yep. And uh, and fortunately with this one, he he doesn't have anything that's too bad. Obviously, he can do you know gas spells which need to be stunned. So stunners need to be on top of that. But he has a uh, TP move. Uh, well, actually, I, I don't think it's a TP move. But uh, at random intervals, the NM will teleport to some party member with the most hate, and it will use a single-target charm called Dance Macabre. Yeah, either that or Macabre or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's macabre. It, it charms <laughs> them. Just don't say Macabre or, or Eruf aliens <laughs> liable to hunt you down and kill you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, basically, it gives you a, uh, a quick chance here to... I don't know. I don't know. Let's say that you're, you know, a paladin... With an Aegis and a Burt Gang and a Shadow Mantle and a D-Ring. And some poor mage gets charmed. And so you decide to, you know, kill her in Dynamis. Except it's not Dynamis. It's Ein Harrier. It'll still be just as funny. Pappy, you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. What? All right. Um, so, yeah. Um, other than that, it's pretty easy. Just uh, do your normal stuff. You know, people have TP ready. Have, you know, your faint tomahawks, angons, you know, uh, double soul voice on. And as long as your, you know, black mages are ready to sleep, whoever gets charmed, it shouldn't be very hard of a fight at all. All right. Fair enough. Moving on to uh, our next boss here. Ooh, people, uh, Nizul veterans will notice this little guy. Yeah, this is true. This is true. It is one of those little red porogos. This one is called Ariri Samariri. Oh, that was that was a good one. Yeah, all yeah, right. It sounded like you knew what you were talking about. <laughs> all right. Um, yes, this is a porogo, similar to the Zion Remnants porogos. Um, it pretty much, I know this one has Sleepka and Water Bomb, which, like other Pierogos, resets your hate, and he'll pick a completely random player to yeah. eat up. Yep. Uh, also, keep in mind, too, that Water Bomb is AoE silent as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now, in in my experiences, really the, the, the worst thing out of this guy is his Water Bomb, you know, and the fact that it resets hate, and then he goes bouncing after a mage somewhere. Um, he like he likes to kite. That's how I see it. Because because he's constantly doing water bomb, then running after a mage, so your melees are running after him. And it's like he's kiting you everywhere. Um, that uh, pretty much is what it is. Yeah. Fortunately, he does stop on occasion. You know, to cast tier three uh, gas spells, uh, sleep god on a very regular basis. So make sure uh, you're on him with stuns, uh, which he does build resistance to. So keep that in mind. Ew. This usually isn't a horrible fight. Now it it can go bad very easily. But usually it's just annoying in the fact that you seem to be chasing him around a lot. Fair enough. Now, this guy also has charm, correct? Yes, pierogos have. turns you into a frog. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have AoE charm, though. He doesn't have the AoE charm no, like, I believe it's just like in Selvage. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I was going to say, do we need to alternate who we're tossing at mm-hmm. at the at the frog? No, okay. All right. So it's only just a single, single target charm. Yep. Okay. Cool. I hate mobs that charm. You get one yeah. person in your link shell who will find it funny to uh, thundaga you. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have. Let's see. Oh, we lost. Um, Soul Flare. Oh, we have Balron. Everyone's heard of Balron from the storyline. Yes, yes, he of course. A fallen 
person, and it's become a, a fallen blue mage, right? Becomes a uh, soul flares. Mm-hmm. And he looks really cool. He doesn't look like a normal soul flare. He's like a special uh, NM. He has um, the normal soul flare type moves, such as his immortal shield with Gitchum gives him a, yeah. a shield from magic. Um, and, and feebles will still work, however. And um, reprobation which gets rid of all your buffs, including food. Oh, gross. Most, most dispel moves don't take away food, but this does. And he has his, uh, his Ga 3 spells. Yes, his Tier 3 Ga spells. So, you know, keep up on stun. Um, that's, uh, that's important. Uh, also for Ball Run, since he is a Soul Flayer, the biggest TP move you're going to wa- want to watch out for is Tribulation which is an AoE bio move, which is 30 HP a tick. Ew. That absolutely, 100%, has to be a top priority for mages to remove from anybody because along with the fact that he's spamming ga moves and stuff, that can wipe you out extremely quickly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, interesting, uh, interesting that you get to face Balron inside of, uh, inside of Vine Harriar. Uh, also interesting to note here, uh, it says on the wiki that you also get to fight him, uh, for the quest Forging a New Myth, which is, uh, part of unlocking a mythic weapon. And, uh, you can see a, a, a cool, uh, a cool looking picture of him in, uh, former form. Up on the wiki, uh, and that's uh, that's definitely cool looking. Wearing an Ascar body, that's pretty. It's pretty bitching. <laughs> In the Valhalla head, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, like you said, uh, that's that's giving it uh, a connection with that uh, that story that we learned the myriad arms of Balron when uh, talking about the uh, uh, unlocking the mythic weapons and uh, and and learning about the mythic weapons. So um, just kind of kind of cool how they uh, tied that into uh, one of their little storyline pieces there. So uh, taking a look at uh, at your next boss here. What, what it, how, how, what it, hern, 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 yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the, uh, the golem, like the big statues, uh, like the big golem guys, like they're yeah. not statues, they're big, they're stone, stone golems. Um, this one, I've only seen maybe once, I don't have a lot of experience with it. Um, it's, it can split itself into two versions of itself, similar to the uh, the dragons and Dynamis Archibald, yin yep. and yang. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to be destroyed at the same time. Right. They need otherwise, to be... they will resummon each other or raise each other or something like that. Yep. So that's what this guy does. Yep. They need to be Romeo and Julieted. <laughs> yep. Just like you said, you don't want to Romeo and Juliet it. But um, usually, uh, it's not the the common tactic that it, that is employed here isn't like what you do in Limbus, where you beat one of them down to a low percent, sleep it, and move on to the other one. You're actually going to want to split your alliance up. You know, say Alliance A, you know, assist a Nero, Alliance Alliance B, assist Kahlo, and then Black Mage nuke whichever one has the most HP. And then when they start getting down to like 10, 5%, you might want to have some people to start switching to the other one in order to take them down at the same time. Oh, okay. All right. right. And also, uh, I cannot stress this enough to mages. Okay, watch for bind because these things have the same move that, like you know, the statue or that the the golems in sky have, where they will yeah. bind you and then walk off. It's so aggravating, both as a player and because you know you have to have as many people on there as you can. Because you know, if three or four, you know, three or four people get bound and can't hit statue B, statue A is going to be like you know a good twenty thirty percent 
further right. along yeah, than yeah. the other statue is. So please, please, please be on the lookout for people who get bound. Yep. All right. So uh, moving on, moving along into our uh, our next boss here. Moku Moku Ralphie. There we go. Moku Ralphie. It is a flan. I hate flans. It makes good pets. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I don't think you can charm flans. Yeah, no, I don't think you can either. I was mocking you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you think about it, it'd be kind of, I mean, it'd be fun to scare people with. With flans? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, it's different than a little, like, a little jelly. I mean, this guy's got a face and everything. <laughs> he can yell at you. <laughs> he actually put his hands up in the air and waved them around when he did that. I did. <laughs> I did, because that's what they do. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, Moku Ralphie. I'm going to call him Ralphie. You know, I've actually, I've actually never seen this boss before. I've never fought the Flan. I'm... I don't remember if I have or not. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I would assume he, he's basically the same way, you know, he, he's the same as most flans are. Uh, highly resistant to uh, to melee damage, so you're going to want your mages, you know, red mages, black mages, nuking when they can. Uh, stun what you have to. Um, now, around 20%, however, it uses uh, Xenoglossia to instantly cast Thundaga 4 for over 1,500 damage. Ew. But at no earlier point does it use that spell. So you're probably going to want to employ at about, just be safe, 30 or 40% a chain spell stun order to uh, to keep him under control. Fair enough. All right. Is that, I think that's it? Yep. yep um, unfortunately, I, you know, I, I wish I could speak from uh, experience for this because, you know, when you've actually fought things, you know, uh, you have a little bit more to say in, on each thing rather than just... You know what the wiki lists, but uh, unfortunately, yeah, I've never fought this guy. He must be shy. Uh, come on, Ralphie, why don't you? Why don't you show yourself? That watch will both get him next time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, we've got one more possible boss for tier two. It is a Dahawk called Tongrisnir. Oh, Dahawks! I hate Dahawks. Yep, all the standard. Dahawk moves, including Thorn Song and Body Slam. Uh, also uses Chaos Blade, which we talked about earlier, which yeah. is uh, cursed all your melees. Um, and it says that Chaos Blade is usually followed by an unstunnable Body Slam that could easily result in a wipe. Ooh. But the big thing that you have to watch out for here is again Null Song, which does damage based on the amount of buffs you have on. Um. So it does somewhere around 700 to 100k damage to standard buff melee. So this is actually uh, uh, one that you're not going to have soul voice up on. You're going to want to cancel out your stun, your protect, all of that stuff. The only thing I would recommend having up is shadows. Okay. And usually then it'll only do like 150 damage for having Utsut semi up. Black mages... Dark Knights, Blue Mages, as usual, stay on point. Make sure you're stunning Body Slam as much as you can. Uh, pull off if you start to get low on health, but just unload on this thing as quickly as you possibly can. All right. And that will do it for Tier 2, or Wing 2, whichever mm-hmm. you want to uh, say. So that brings us to our third wing, but not our final wing. Uh, and another, again, Wing 3, another series of three chambers. 
And so why don't we uh, talk about some of the normal mobs we'll be seeing in Wing 3. Tier 3 starts with um, Odd Humbla, which is a buffalo type. Like, I know there have been... There was a buffalo type boss, I believe, in one of the other tiers. Uh-huh. I think yeah. so, yeah. There was yeah. a buffalo boss, and now there is a buffalo standard wave mob. There's not really too much you have to worry about with buffaloes. Uh, they they do kind of have considerable defense, so they die a little bit slower. But I mean, you know, they don't hit very fast. When they do hit, it does hurt. But uh, I don't think you should be getting hit too too hard by these. So, uh, you shouldn't worry too much if you get buffaloes. All right, fair enough. All right, and we have uh, berserkers, which are demons. Mm-hmm. I believe they can be all different. Job types like warrior, dark knight, and black mage. I yep. believe. Uh, personally, uh, I don't think demons are really that. I mean, as long as you have it under control, and you know what you're doing. Demons aren't going to cause you any troubles. Uh, they will get annoying in the same fact that the spiders do is that they do have uh, that AOE slow that you have to actually erase before you can haste. Uh, but other than that, again, demons isn't something that you should be panicked over. If you made it to tier three, then you should be able right, to handle I, demons. I no see problem. them a lot too. They seem to be pretty common. So. Um, and again, we have the the Corruptine Harrier, which was the the Taurus. Yep. yep. So same thing as as uh, applies to tier two. Yep. All right. We have again. We have the Jigo, which are the Chigos. However, this time instead of spawning from a boss or a particular mob, they are a wave on their own. So it's another wave of stronger maybe Chigos. So. So yep. Just deal with Chigos like you normally would. Pretty sure they sleep very easy and they're pretty squishy. Yeah, the pro- again, the problem might be pulling them because mm-hmm. you know whether or not they right. they show up on uh, like as a as a targetable opponent. So, yeah, I'm still not certain. So, all right, and it seems to be a theme in tier three where mob types that were bosses of previous tiers are now regular wave monsters because now we have ex- experimental porogo, which mm-hmm. are porogos. Now, which there was a Perogo boss before. Yep, uh, I'm pretty sure that these can't charm, but they do still have all the other TP moves that Perogos normally would. The most annoying of which, of course, is Water, water Bomb. Water Bomb, yeah, with that silence. Mm-hmm. And then obviously they have the different Aga spells and whatnot. But uh, Perogos are usually pretty squishy, so as long as you're on stuns and you know, you're know you on top of getting that silence off of your tanks, uh, Perogos shouldn't give you any trouble. Right, but they're the, they're the cute little green ones this time. These one, these ones would make good pets if you could charm them. I think <laughs> really, and and by good pets, she doesn't mean effective. She just means they're cute. I I love little. I don't know. They're cute. I'm sorry. I'm a girl. <laughs> cute. All right. Um, once again, you can get the uh, the flames of Muspelheim clusters. So those are repeated in tier three, but then we have half. Half gigir, I can't. Half gigir, <laughs> half gigir, which are scorpions. Mm-hmm. Same, same thing with most scorpions. Most scorpions, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, be careful that they they do the AOE stomp. So if you get low on health, back off. But these things should be easily slapped by bards or black mages, and then you know just mow through them and be careful. Right. Okay. All right, and uh, you have harder, stronger um, boot type mobs, which are the the colorful ghosts. This one is called. Idun, I believe. And they're just stronger versions of the boots from yep. before. Again, we have uh, Infected Wamura, which actually were Tier 1. Right. So this time right. they must be uh, 
bit stronger. Yep. So this is where you're going to find that the Wormoras are starting to give you a lot more problems, especially yeah. if you have uh, mages who aren't paying attention and tossing debuffs on them, and they start you you know doing exuviation for you know three four k HP. So make sure there's no debuffs on these things, and uh, you know just just whack away at them and take them down little by little, and eventually you'll 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 push through. Right, and then we have. Um, the liquefied on Harriar, are those the same as the other flans? Yes. Or are they, they are? Yep. Okay. Yep. Just deal so. with them the way that you would deal with normal flans. They're flan. They're flans. Yeah. yeah. Nom, nom, nom. And, nom. Yeah. and then you see Logi repeat themselves again from tier one, the bombs. Yeah. make a turn. So then you can possibly have bombs and clusters. That would be interesting. <laughs> Many bombs to deal with at once. Sounds like not a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, no. Alright, um, then we have uh, our, our human type mobs called Margiger. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, the big thing to watch out for with the Aramon, uh, as with all Aramons, obviously, is the level 5 Petrify. Right. Um, it lasts for a long time, so mages, make sure you know, you're standing well out of the way so that you can stona. Um, stun Sleepgas, Stun Thundagas, they're, they're very squishy. Just watch out for that level five petrify. Yep. You could just all do level to seventy four before you go in. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you know we could all also equip octave clubs and <laughs> yeah, there you go. go home, Vicky. <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> okay. Next we see um, a married, which was previously a boss, but now they are the married X. I wonder if this X is some kind of experimental thing. Well, it is the Hasholm testing grounds. Very true. Mm -hmm. um, so merids, you deal with you know with normal merids. They're big. They have a lot of HP and high defense. But uh, other than that, there's any... some chigos at all. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Click and find out. I don't. I don't believe. <laughs> I don't believe they do. I don't think that they do either. From just trying to remember them. Yeah. No, I don't think that they can. But they're big. Yep. Um, they're just another one of those ones that they're you know they're not necessarily real dangerous, but they are really slow. Um, and also you know uh, following in the same path of the you know mob X, there's also the Manticore X, which uh, are just like normal Manticores. You know, mages watch out for things like max MP down. Oh yeah, that's always mm -hmm. a bad one. Um, uh, there's one called they have a TP move called like Riddle. You know, just, just basically you know watch out for the normal Manticore things, but they aren't really too dangerous you know they're easily slept by both black mages and bards so again just stay on point you know don't pull more than you need to and you know just keep on them and uh, i'm pretty sure that they go down pretty quick next up uh similar to these names are so funny we have odin's fool and now we have odin's jester which are also imps they are a bit different colored but they're pretty much just stronger versions of the imps yep just take longer to whack cute. down since you're not you know, weapon skilling. Usually. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Again, you know, you have the the um, uh, the abrasive uh, and uh, deafening deafening tantra. Um, so uh, you know, look out for those. These imps are cute, though. They're like lighter colored and darker eyes, and I don't know. I like him. Um, <laughs> then we have just a uh, regular soul flares. Mm -hmm. Which we had the soul flare boss of Balran before. Now it's the standard mob. Yep. Now, um, now, soul flares are usually pretty squishy, but that doesn't mean you should take them lightly at all. Yeah, no. Again, make sure you are watching for tribulation, 
which will wipe a lot of people very quickly with a 30 tick bio uh, that needs to be erased so they ASAP. can they can do that that too every I mean, every every soul, every soul flare yeah. can do tribulation that's what i thought yep. yeah. it is extremely disgusting um, obviously, they ha- they have spell moves to. Uh, I'm pretty sure that soul flayers have a curse move too, which will you know take down your max HP and slow you. So mages, you know, make sure you're communicating with people and getting things uh, erased and dispelled as quickly as you can. Um, bards need to watch out for ice spikes because it's dark based and it doesn't matter how hard a red mage tries, you are never going to dispel these ice spikes. Right. So bards be ready ready with finale. Or blue mages, make sure you have the uh, Opu Opu Dispel Blank Gaze equipped because that's also light-based. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Um, once again, we see a return of the Utgarth Bat, Bats and Leeches, very similar to last tier. And we have another type of skeleton monster called the Vanquished Iron Harrier. Mm-hmm. Are, these any, are, are these particularly bad uh, like the other skeletons, the maybe. higher up you get, the worse they get. Oh, oh yeah. man! Yeah. Tier yep. three, it's all going to be bad. I think pretty uh-huh. much. So <laughs> higher level skeletons is higher level annoying. Yep. So just employ all of your previous knowledge and expertise to expertise to these, and just don't underestimate anything. Fair enough. And then the uh, the Wiver X's make a comeback. Or no, did we have Wiver X's? No, we didn't. Sorry. That was the first one. Yeah, no. Well, we did have a Wiver as a had, as a boss in in as a boss in we Wing had a One. Yeah, and now, and now it's we back have Wiver a... X. Yep. Yes. Yep. The only thing that you really have to watch out for is dispellers. Watch out for that move that gives them haste, and I think it's defense up. Fair enough. All right. And that takes care of most of the normal mobs that we'll be seeing in uh in tier three and we've got uh a couple of these boss uh boss uh mobs to uh to take care of too oh yeah and, this is where it gets real fun oh yeah and of course you know uh, uh as uh, as we've seen another progression in wings means another you know the 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 end baddies get even bigger uh-huh and you're gonna you're gonna notice a lot of these ones are gonna look very, very familiar mm-hmm. yes indeed all right, so I mean, yeah, uh, you'll recognize all of these, I'm sure. Um, let's see, but they'll just give them different names and throw them in there. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Behemoth is a Dendine Son. Yep, yep, and <laughs> he's everything that you would, you know, expect Behemoth to be. Standard Behemoth moves can cast Meteor multiple times, thirty second delay. Um, but the thing with this guy is he uh, he has uh, emote messages that he does in. Uh, out, like out any mode and you can see it and depending mm-hmm. on what he says like it, it builds up to where his meteor right right it's sort of like a countdown so you know what's happening oh okay he becomes angry enraged out of control and then when he's uh begins to mock you he casts meteor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's other than that he's pretty much yep he's like your standard king, behemoth king behemoth with meteor and mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So, so luckily, you know, he doesn't have particularly high defense. Pretty easy to take down. Just make sure you're watching out for Meteor, and everyone's running when he, you know, becomes angry and enraged and is out of control. I'm out of control. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Next, we have uh, Cerberus. Cerberus are bad no matter where you find them. Mm, yeah, um, that's this true. one is called Freak. Freak. Yeah, <laughs> uh, freak. maybe I'm, it's freak. I'm going to guess Gates of Hades. That would probably be a bad. Mm-hmm. Yes, it yep. uses everything Cerberus uses, so you get the 
like the stone skin type move that he has. Magma hop. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. The breath moves and the oh yeah the the stone skin magma hoplon also gives blaze spikes. Yeah. Which oh, you can dispel, but the stone skin will yep. not be dispelled. So. So uh, obviously you're going to want to employ chain spell stun, but uh, as I said before, don't necessarily use it right off the bat. You know. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that would be good for this because tier three bosses are a lot harder to take down than the other yes, ones. Yes, exactly. If you just started chain spell stunning, it would build resistance, and you'd probably be screwed in the end when you don't yep. have. Stun, so, so so definitely wait till about fifty percent to start your chain spell. Now something that 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 I always I always make sure to make clear to people because uh, I think a lot of people miss this is that magma hoplon is stone skin. Okay, so you have to do you a just set amount of it. damage, yep. which means if you have TP. Don't save it like a Dark Knight that I know does in Nizul because he doesn't want to do zero damage <laughs> on his weapon skill. Use it as quick as you can so that you can start building TP again. Because if you're doing zero damage, you're not getting any TP. So bust through that as quick as you can. Now, as opposed to Hydra, who actually uses a physical shield, not a stone skin. That you don't want to waste TP on. That you just have to wait for it to wear off Yeah, that's, a, that's a time yep. thing. Yeah. So yeah, um, Magma Hoplon, just blow through it as quick as you can. Chain Spell Stun after 50. Watch out for Gates of Hades. Barfire, Fire Carol. You know, treat this like you would a normal Cerberus, and you should be able to to push through it just fine. The last time we had this guy in a Tier 3, we wiped at 1%. Oh. Uh, yep. Gross. That sucks. So, yeah. But other than that, he's your standard Cerberus. So as long as you're prepared and you know what you're doing, then... You should do just fine. All right. That takes care of Freak. <laughs> and we have a uh, Chimera named Gorgimera. Mm-hmm. Kind of rhymes. It's kind of catchy. Um, it's, I mean, it seems to be pretty much like the standard Chimera. It has a move called Plague Swipe, which inflicts over 1,300 damage. So that's something to look out for. Um, it, it, can absorb, it can be absorbed by shadows, however. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, that is its oh that's its backwards move. So if if you are behind it, don't be. Ah, okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> grumble, grumble. <laughs> and um, of course, it has fulmination, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure if the uh, the Nizul is the same as the other Chimera where it uses it at under 35 percent. But um, yeah, it's it's magical damage and it it's pretty bad. Yeah. Hopefully you have a chain spell order for, you know, 50-40%, so you shouldn't have to worry too much about it. But again, this is a lot like, uh, you know, a normal Chimera fight. So stay on point, do your job, don't underestimate it, and just, you know, keep your nose to the grindstone. Fair enough. All right, what's next? Um, We have Motsognir, which is a... Diverger type. Oh, I love Divergers. I love funny guys that float around. Uh We actually uh, just got this guy for the first time ever in Obsidian the other day. Um, Unfortunately, I wasn't there, so I don't know a whole lot about him. Uh, Have have you have you you fought him before, Vicky? Yes, but a while ago. So it's been a while. That that sounded like yes. If you call laying face down in the dirt fighting (laughs) it. Um. With this guy, he has NMs, kindred NMs that he spawns with him. You don't actually fight them. him; you fight his what? his NMs. So you don't um, actually fight the Diverger at all, right? He floats around, and I think he can he'll hurt. I think he'll, yeah, he'll cast spells on you. But every time you defeat one of his kindred NMs, it takes off some of his health. Oh, okay. So gotcha. you don't actually fight him. 
So I, I think see. we might have done this one recently. Okay, I see. So yeah, I'm starting to remember this now. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, it takes off about 8.3 percent of its health each time you defeat one of the the kindred. There are 12 of them. Mm-hmm. There are four Dark Knight, four Warrior, and four Black Mage type. Yep. Um, and so a- as you defeat them, it starts chipping away at his health. And when the last demon is killed, he'll be at one percent. But you don't actually kill him. He warps out, and you win. Um, he obviously casts various black mage spells, and um, the tactic that is best employed is to actually kite him away from the demons, which you're obviously going to want to sleep, yeah. because if he uses a TP attack near the demons, they will automatically wake up. So, you know, have someone kiting, you know, Motsugunir, and then keep the, the demon slap as you slowly chip them away, and um, it says that his spells would be much more dangerous if he used on players. So. Yeah, Cackle is the biggest one to look out for. It it uses three different uh, down on you. Attack down, accuracy down, and defense down and everyone Ew. in the AoE. So if your mages are not on top of a race and then it uses its goss spells, bye-bye. Oh, yeah. so, so Definitely kite him away. to look out for. Ugh, that sounds just mm-hmm. nasty. Alright. Um, that seems to be it for Mosognir. And next we have our Hydra. Knew this was coming. Um, named Storeworm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Hydra happens to be particularly my least favorite of the TOA kings. Really? Well, yeah, because of, because of physical shield. You know? oh, I mean, it yeah. can just screw you over so bad. I mean, right. but Magma Hoplon's, like, right up there, too. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I say I prefer Hydra to Chimera and Cerberus. I mean, maybe not out in the real mm-hmm. world of Vanadil Hydra. That guy's just retarded. Stupid. <laughs> but, um... In in uh, like Nizul and in Einherjar, I think I'd prefer to see Hydra. Well, and I think the region that, the reason that I hate Hydra more is is he can be easier if you break that head really quick, but it just gets so annoying when it doesn't break. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, at, at least with 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 Cerberus, you know what you're you're dealing with. You know, if it doesn't hit Magma Hoplite, you have to break through it, and and that's all there is. But with Hydra, you're constantly thinking, "Come on, break, break, just freaking break right. already!" It gets more aggravating. So. Uh, Hydra is your normal Hydra, you know, NM. Two heads do different things. Uh, one side can do uh, the magical shield, while the other side, uh, Polar Bulwark is the magic shield, and Pyric Bulwark, I believe, is the physical shield. What you should do is everyone should stand on the right side and try and break the physical head, which is randomly broken by critical hits. That means, uh, you know, doing trick attacks. Uh, hopefully, since warriors are burning their two hours, you know, you'll smash it off real quick. Um, evisceration, if you're a thief. Um, anything whose weapon skill says, you know, chance of critical hit, as long as it doesn't suck. Right. Don't, don't, don't use a sucky <laughs> one. <laughs> but try to break that as quick as you can, because it'll make the fight a whole lot easier. But otherwise, you're going to watch out for normal, you know, standard Hydra TP moves. You can use Mighty Strikes as well. But as usual... Just stick with it. And uh, interesting note, unlike other Hydra NMs, this Hydra doesn't have auto-regen. So in, in Nizul... That horrible. And, you know, running out of time and it just regens. Yeah, oh. yeah. If you'll notice in Nizul, whenever it has the physical shield up, you see it ticking up, you know, yeah, one yeah, at a time. Yeah. But, you know, th- that won't happen here in, in Iron Harrier. Well, that's fortunate. Mm-hmm. The and next, there's one last possible boss. Who for is probably the most fun. Yeah, I think he's really cool looking. His name is Vampire Jarl, and he's his own. I think it's his own family. He's a he's a vampire. I don't know if I've seen these anywhere else. Uh, there's <laughs> a ZNM that's also a vampire. Right, I know right, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's those are the only two though that nope, I. There's I think. a assault one. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. 
T tennis. They are like vampires, like you know. Yeah. Maybe it's pronounced vampire, but it looks like vampire. I mm-hmm. don't know. So they are big evil vampires with wings. So what makes Vampire Jarl interesting is that he needs to be killed within two minutes. All right, and the reason he needs to be killed within two minutes is because every two minutes he will transform into either a group of bats or a group of several hounds, and he won't transform back into Vampire Jarl until you kill all of them. So um, you have to damage all of them, and then he, you know, sucks back into his normal form, and then you know. He has obviously less HP before the transformation, but another two minutes passes, he'll change again. Now, chain spell stun can prevent him from transforming, but your best bet is, you know, save weapon skills, save two hours, double soul voice, and just get him dead before he can transform. He has uh, 45 to 50k HP, so definitely just stay on him. He doesn't jump around a whole lot, but he does use standard vampire TP moves. Is that it? basically about it as long as you can down him in two minutes he, he's very easy but once yeah, he, if, you ha- if you can like just go zerg crazy on him he's actually i've seen him defeated in two minutes more than once wow. so it is possible oh yeah yeah it's, it's it's not hard at all every time we fought him we've defeated him within two minutes but mm-hmm. uh once he can tr- once he transforms that's when things start to get a little bit more difficult and i think that that will wrap it up for the third wing of ein harrier which leaves us at the very final wing bum, 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 bum. which is known as valgrind and only contains one chamber which is odin's chamber the head honcho yep the big guy the so big- <laughs> you get nothing. Yeah, alright. Epic fail. <laughs> You're an epic fail, gamer. So, Odin's chamber. What are we going to be expecting to 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 see when we get face to face with with the Dark Rider? Well, um SE did a very good job designing this fight. Uh it's not too easy, it's not too hard. Uh there is sort of a pattern to it, you know. Uh, that that you can expect every time, but there's also a a certain element to it that that can still make it you know unexpected and can still screw you over very very easily. Sure. Um, now, first uh, the first thing I'm going to want to say is that you're going to want to divide your alliance up into three basic uh, sets. Sorry, you're going to want a kite team, which is going to consist of you know probably a paladin, a red mage, white mage. Um, Usually that's where I am as a thief. Uh, basically things that know how to kite, though, and, and that had the potential to kite. You're then going to want your tank team, which is going to consist of at least two paladins, and then, you know, the red, mage and, red mages and white mages that you need to support them. And then everyone else is going to go into sort of like the generalized uh, DD party. That's going to mainly include rangers and uh, summoners, which are easily some of the best the best two damage dealers for this kind of fight. And then, of course, you're also going to have things like, you know, dark knights or samurais and whatnot. And you're going to want to have Thief Sub for helping to set hate, okay? So when you first go in, everyone's going to want to stand at a range of 18. And you're going to actually want your kite team on the opposite side of where the rest of your DDs, such as your rangers and summoners, are going to be standing. Even melee fighters like samurais are going to be standing at that 18% range until you get to a certain percent where it's safe to go in. And we'll talk about that in a second. So the first thing you're going to want to have done is you're going to want your paladins to go in, stand on opposite sides of Odin, and just get some hate established, okay? That is the biggest and most important thing in this fight, 
is having solid hate established. So as DDs, such as your Rangers and your Summoners, you're not going to want to go all out. You're actually going to want to, you know, pace yourself, you know, get some some good damage going, but do not go over. You know, don't go over limit. Don't pull hate because just one second of pulled hate could result in an entire wipe. Mm. Okay. Every ten percent that he loses, Odin is going to do an AOE uh, damage spell that also dispels all buffs. Okay, and that has a range of about 18, and that's why you stand at that 18 range, okay? So usually you're going to want to have your, you know, your, your Samurais will be in there, your Dark Knights will be in there doing their trick attack weapon skills to Odin. Okay. But at about, you know, the 92, 82, 72, etc., etc., is when you're going to want to slow down all damage, get your melees out, and then push him over that threshold so that he does his AoE dispel, you know, right away. Now, every 10%, he also has a chance of spawning his adds, which are Fomors named after each of the chambers. Okay. okay. He will only spawn three of them, but he won't always spawn three of them. Sometimes you might go the entire fight we did once and not seen a single pop. Huh. Sometimes, though, he will pop all three, and then they'll stay out until 10% has been knocked off of his life. Then they'll run back to him and despawn. So that's what your kite team is looking out for, is to kite those around. Okay. Every 25%, he does an AoE 10k needles plus bind that has a range of 15, all right? So what you're going to want to do is be watching out for that. Usually we have someone calling out the percentages in health and letting people know when something's coming because at that point you're going to want everyone to move into the 15 range to suck up that 10k needles yeah, and then get erased so that you can come back out. Got it. Now obviously at 50% this is a problem because he does do both the 10k needles, which is called Girothor, and then he does the AoE dispel damage, which is Songtal. All right, so yeah. you know you're gonna be want to watch, gonna be wa- wanting to be watching for that. All right, and again, as I said before, this fight is all about controlling hate and controlling how quickly your damage is going. Because if you're not ready, you know if your white mages don't have the MP to heal up the 50% where he uses both of them, then you're gonna want to hold off on damage. You know, have everyone stop damage and get ready to take, you know, both of those AoE moves. Right. Uh huh. So it's it's an awesome fight to do. It, it, it's just so interesting watching everyone work together and be able to either you know speed up their damage output or slow down their damage output. You know? Right. Yeah. So uh, other than that, he has a couple other uh, TP moves. Uh, Vicky, do you want to go over what those other TP moves are that he just uses uh, throughout the fight? Okay. Um, it has a move called Gognroth, which is. Uh, frontal AOE damage, it causes terror. Mm-hmm. So Which, that could cause a problem. As a paladin, yes, not being able to put your shadows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. He also has a move called Valfolder, which is an AOE damage and causes curse and silence. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, your white mages and red mages definitely have to be on top of uh, helping to debuff your tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, off near does just AoE damage. It's a standard AoE damage move. Um, a move called Igru gives Odin the ability to intimidate players. Mm-hmm. And then that, he uh, he also that. has a slew of uh, magic that he casts as well, right? He casts um, Blizzaga 4, Blizzaga 3, Blizzard 4, and uh, stuff like Sleep Ga and Break Ga and Bind Ga, mm-hmm. Paraliga, Slow Ga, all of those. And um, he also uses Dread Spikes. 
which you should dispel with finale. Which can't be finale dispelled. But if you have a thief, he can aura steal it. Which oh, I totally I did that. one time. Did you? Not just dispels. I stole his his dread spikes. Nice. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. So yeah. So basically, you just want just make sure you're in complete control of the fight the entire way. You know, the link shell leader has to be able to say, you know, okay, you know, hold your damage now, or you know, if the ads pop, okay, push your damage out as quickly as you can to get it to the next, you know, ten percent. So just to be part of this fight, or even just to watch this fight, it's it, it's definitely unlike any battle that i've ever fought in final in in final fantasy 11 but the real meat and potatoes is when you get it down to 10 percent. all right at about 11 12 percent is when everyone has to be ready because at 10 percent he uses zentetsuken which is an astral flow like ability in the sense that it kills you <laughs> instantly <laughs> Um, you just die. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it does, however, have a range, which is 30 feet, or 30 units. Yalms. Yalms, 30 yalms. But there is another way to avoid it, and that is by actually typing out slash heal, or is it slash kneel? Both, both work. Both work. So it's actually kneeling down in a resting position and hoping that you're spared. Okay. So, and he actually uh, says something before, he actually speaks before he uses it, and that means you have about five seconds. So usually what you do, and this is actually going to depend on, uh, on, on your setup, but for example, for us, because we have a Gugner Dragoon, he uh, saves his TP up, right, waits till about 11, 10%, everyone else except for the two tanks and maybe one white mage gets GTFOs out of right. range, all 30 yards. And then the Dragoon pushes him past the 9%. And if you, as a Dragoon, you can actually jump out of the way of Zantetsuken. So it'll only kill the two tanks and the White Mage unless they can rest. Oh, okay. So at that point, after it uses Zantetsuken, everybody comes in two hours and just zergs him the last 9% as quickly as you can. Because at that point, he also will pop his ads. Oh, that's mm-hmm. got to be fun. Mm-hmm. Interesting... Point all nine of them of tribute no i think he only no. does i think he only the final uses, wave of them if they're yeah it'll it'll just be the final wave oh okay um, gotcha interesting point of trivia though uh there was actually one time when we were fighting him uh when we all left you know got out of, out of range of sanset zukin they pushed him to nine percent nothing happened eight percent nothing was really happening one of the tanks died seven percent so we all just rushed in and killed him. He didn't use Zantetsuken. Huh, weird. Really? So yeah, that was weird. I don't know if it was just a glitch or what happened, but... Wow. Um, I've never seen that happen. Yeah, yeah, that's ba- that's basically Odin. I mean, really, the way that he works it has a definite pattern to it, and, and there is sort of a science to it, but if the if you know if any of the rangers or the summoners take any hate and, you know, Odin moves, you have to stop everything. Like, yeah. at, at that point, you need to just stop, get hate back, and readjust because if you're not spot on, it's very, very easy to wipe to him. All right, having hate where it's supposed to be, and knowing exactly which TP moves are coming and where, is easily the 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 pinnacle of of this fight here. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, this seems like a really, really interesting fight with a lot of really unique properties right. to it. Yeah, it's it it, it it. I don't think it'll ever become like you know like a Kieran. 
you know, obviously when you're, you know, the first couple times you're fighting Karen, it's cool, but after a while it just gets boring and monotonous. We're at the point now where we can burn him in in, in, in 60 seconds, you know. Odin, I don't think, is ever going to be boring. It's never going to get to that point. Right. Because there's always an element of you have to be paying attention to it. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, that takes care of most of Einherjar, I do believe. I believe now we get to go over the prizes and goodies. Yes, indeed. Now, we had mentioned earlier... Uh, the Amples of Therian Icor. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can exchange these for some items. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, nor- like we normally would, you know, going over those rewards, uh, you can look those up on the wiki. Uh, you know, just take a look uh, at the Einherjer page. You can pretty easily find out where those items are and what they do. Some of them are okay. They're not. I mean, I don't. There's nothing in there that really uh, actually, pops out. I mean, to maybe to maybe some, not for a dark knight, but but there are definitely right. some really good things in there. And, things like well, the and also, um, if you're planning on going for a mythic weapon, there are some uh, items you have to buy with mm-hmm. Icor. Yeah, to that's true. Yeah, able yep. to get one. So and yeah. those are a lot of. But uh, Icor, so that's a lot of Einherjar. Yeah, uh, a couple highlights is uh, the the Kubira bead necklace, the Omega and Iota ring, uh, the Aslan cape for white mages. Um, the Delta Earring is another really good one. And definitely for Puppet Masters, the Animator Plus One. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you, you also get varying degree... You also get varying amounts mm-hmm. of uh, of Therian Icor, depending on what, uh, you know, what wing you're it's in. Like, it's like 780 for Tier 1, 2,800 for Odin, and then 1,000-something for the other two. Right, and if you want those specifics, again, go to the wiki and check those out. But the real reason to be doing Ein Harriar are for the abjurations that are involved. Now, we've already gone through and explained abjurations, the process of how it works. Uh, I think those can be found in our Sky episode. Our Sky episode and how they with, work. With yep. Rosalie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, why don't we talk about which abjurations we're going to be seeing from where? Well, uh, first of all, uh, you're not going to see any Sky abjurations in Ein Harrier. Mm-hmm. Anything that comes out of Sky is only available in Sky. Uh, however, if you go back and listen to our episode on um, HNMs in the uh, you know in the normal Vanadiel, uh, any abjuration that drops off of an HNM or the Kings is available through Ein Harrier. Um, now, now the only problem is when it comes to wings one through three, the drop rate for ab- abjurations is actually so abysmally small that. It's hard to really say, you know, does Neptunal Abjuration drop from just Tier 1, or does it drop from just Tier 3? Uh, there are a couple uh, lists here and there, but uh, so far, and, and Vic, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there isn't enough evidence to necessarily support if certain things only drop in certain chambers. Oh, that's right. No one really knows. There's no rhyme or reason to it as far as we know. It's just there <laughs> right like i've seen a drop once in a while maybe from a tier three i don't think i've ever personally seen an abjuration in a tier one but i'm sure some people have mm-hmm. so yep just random uh so basically as far as where the majority of your um drops are going to come from is actually defeating odin now he does have a, a pretty specific way that he drops things similar to how uh you know omega and ultima do um he has one slot for what's called actual Odin items, and that includes the Valkyrie Fork, the Hofud, and the Valhalla Helm, 
and Body Piece. Uh, would you like to go over the uh, specifics on each of those for us, Vicky? All right. The, uh, the Valhalla Breastplate and uh, Helmet are amazing pieces for Paladin, if I do have to say so myself. Um, they give... High defense, like the breastplate has a uh, 60 defense, 50 HP, minus 5% damage taken, plus 4 enmity. But then it gives you plus 5% slow, but I think that's hardly a punishment for mm -hmm. the rest of the stats on Well, usually you probably wouldn't strength take something, or if you did, you would probably, you know, macro, macro that gear out for, like, shadows and flash and stuff. But definitely for kiting, uh, it's a very good piece. And the, uh, the helm is a similar kind of statistics that it has a uh, 40 defense 30 hp 4 vitality and minus 5% damage taken and also gives 5% slow so together as a set those are minus 10% damage but plus 10% slow mm -hmm. so best for kiting uh the the hofoot and valkyrie fork definitely stand out amongst their respective weapon classes though right the hofoot is definitely it's um usable by warrior dark and blue and it's i think it's one of the best swords for blue mage by far mm -hmm. um it has uh, 42 damage with a 236 delay. It gives you 3% HP, 5 mind, 5 charisma with an additional effect of HP or MP drain. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely some good stuff right there. Uh, any blue that can get their hands on that, absolutely amazing. Um, and if you're so uber as to be able to combine that with uh, the uh, Tizona, which is the Blue Mage Mythic weapon, <laughs> uh, that's a hell of an MP restoral right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Valkyrie Fork, though, which, of course, every Dragoon wishes and <sighs> dreams of. And we know a guy yep. who has Gugner and Valkyrie's Fork. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, jealous. It just doesn't seem fair. He dual wields them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, it's usable by Dragoon only, and it's a uh, 95 damage, 492 delay, with 3% double attack and plus 3 to store TP. Yeah, nice. definitely a beast really of a good. fort. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Now, for uh, the mages and all of us, the uh, you are looking at... Speak for yourself. I, I don't have a, I don't, I, there's have, no mage you, in me. You have MP. There's like <laughs> right. there's like fifteen percent of MP. Fine. Mage. All right. Fine. I'll give you that. Um, is you are looking at the Hadian abjurations, uh, which can be uncursed into the shadows, the uh, shadow coat set. Now, some of these are very good. Um, some of them not so much, but uh, they're 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 definitely if you can get them worth getting. Uh, you have the shadow hat, which comes with MP plus thirty. Enmity negative three and magic accuracy plus five. Now, unfortunately, all of these pieces have some type of physical or magical damage taken. Plus, um, now hopefully, as a mage, you're not being hit by anything. But uh, you know, there are you would hope, of course, benefits with these drawbacks. Mm -hmm. uh, the shadow coat comes with magic accuracy plus ten, enmity minus four, physical damage taken plus six, magical damage plus three. Feel my pain, mages. <laughs> the shadow cuffs. <laughs> Have intelligence five, magic accuracy three, enmity negative one, and physical damage plus two. The pants, uh, which I think are the best out of uh, all of them, uh, and probably trumped only by Morgan's, is magic attack bonus four, magic accuracy four, enmity negative two, and damage taken plus four percent. And finally, the shadow clogs are mind and charisma plus five, magic accuracy plus two, enmity minus two, and physical damage taken plus one. Now I can't obviously speak for other classes but at least for for black mage the only thing that really hops out at me is the shadow trues but i mean if you have mahatma slops or obviously morgan slops you know you don't really need to invest too much time to get these 
But because of all the magic accuracy, uh, I would think that these are pretty good for Bard. Um, I don't know if anyone here is a Bard or could answer that or not, but I definitely see, uh, see a lot of Bards wearing those. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and uh, along with the Hayden abjurations, you'll find the Phantasmal abjurations, which can be uh, uh, made into the Shadow Breastplate set. This stuff looks kick-ass. Uh, it does. It's got a really cool. neat look mm-hmm. to it. Um, I just wish that some of the stats were a little bit better on it. Um, it, of course, is applicable to Warrior Paladins and Dark Knights. Uh, we'll start with the Helm here. You get the, uh, Defense 35, HP plus 15, MP plus 15, Dex plus 4, Accuracy plus 2, and Attack plus 9. All in all, not that bad, but most uh, uh, most players at this point are going to be using either an Azkar head or a uh, or, or a Ace's Helm if you're a DD Um something a little bit more defensive if you're a tank so uh that uh that's that leaves a little bit to be desired shadow breastplate here defense 35 strength plus 10 dex minus 3 vit plus 10 agility minus 3 int minus 3 mind minus 3 and charisma minus 3 there's also accuracy on there plus five attack plus twenty five and adds a regen effect. Now, to me, this is the highlight of the shadow breastplate gear. Um, obviously, that strength plus ten and that vit plus ten uh, are both very very nice, especially for uh, for tanking purposes. The attack plus twenty five on there doesn't hurt either, but obviously, you are going to see some of your other peripheral stats suffer as well as you get a minus three to uh, most everything else there. The Shadow Gauntlets, you got Defense 23, and then HP and MP both plus 18, Charisma plus 4, Accuracy plus 3, and Attack plus 5. Uh, all in all, there are a lot better gear choices to go with there. Uh, I'm not sure why why a melee would need a, a Charisma bonus. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe paladins. Uh, I I have no idea. Charisma helps your intimidate. Yeah. Then the killer the killer effects. Yeah. Yeah. I then I I don't see much of an application for that. Uh, The uh, uh, shadow quiches quiches quiches. Not sure. Defense 40, HP and MP plus 25, int plus 4, mind plus 4, accuracy plus 5, and attack plus 9. Again, pretty middle of the road as far as uh, as far as leg equips are concerned. And finally, we've polished this off with Shadow Sabatons uh, with a defense 20, HP and MP both plus 15, agility plus 4, accuracy plus 1, and attack plus 8. Uh, all in all, uh, you know, you'll see... Uh, an attack bonus with this entire set of plus 56, which is pretty considerable. Um, but as as far as all-around stats go, uh, you're probably going to want to look into other pieces besides what you'll find here with the Shadow Breastplate set. So um, all in all, not a bad set. Looks really good. Looks really fantastic, but, uh, but ultimately mm-hmm. leaves something to be desired. So. Uh, it, it should also be noted that to get the Cursed gear for uh, both Shadow sets, you need material from the uh, Theron Iker uh, trading NPC in yeah. Nashmau. Yep. And, of course, there are both HQ and NQ versions. Yep. And 
Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Most of the most of the gear, at least the newer gear. Yeah, and uh, that's Iron Harrier, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I guess it could also be uh, left to note that um, in each of the normal chambers, not counting Odin's, when you open the chest at the end, you know, we said that the drop rate for abjurations is abysmally small. But obviously, there are still other reasons to do it other than the ample Iker. Yeah. You can get things such as star sapphires, imperial roots ingots, chroma ore, o ingots, and other cra- uh, high demand crafting materials such as that out of those boxes. Yep. But. Uh there you go. That's Iron Harrier. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, that's going to do it for most of this episode. Vicky, we want to thank you for coming on and uh, talking about Iron Harrier with us. It was uh, it was a big pleasure to have you on. And, well, thank you for having me. And we'll, 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 we'll hope to see you again sometime in the future. Um, now, uh, that's going to uh, – that's uh, since we're done with the topic here, it's uh, time to check out some emails. 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 Email. <laughs> you make like, a harmony out of that. Vicky, like join a, in. I forgot. E- say emails. <laughs> say it. Say emails. Emails. No, it's too late. No, you ruined it. You're too long. <laughs> Editing magic. Get like a barbershop quartet out of that. Emails, emails, emails. Emails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, checking out uh, what's in the email inbox. This one coming from Shishkebab of the Midgar Somer server. Says, hey, LBR crew, this is Shishkebab from the Midgar Somer server. Pretty sure I said that. I started downloading your podcast from iTunes very recently, and I have to admit, I love your show. I started playing Final Fantasy XI the day it launched on the PS2 and currently play on the Xbox 360. I'm sorry. Called the lag bo- lag box 360. Uh, my first job was Red Mage and leveled it rather quickly to 75 and started end gaming. As much as I love end gaming, my real passion in FFXI was leveling new jobs and gearing them out the best I can. So five years and 11 more 75 jobs later, I'm still having a blast. I'm writing to find out if anyone else has had the same dilemma as me. Early in my FFXI career, I defeated lots of avatars and collected their weapons. After a few more jobs to 75, inventory space soon became a real concern, and that Ifrit's blade began to look less and less like a trophy and more like a waste of space, since no job that could use it should use it, and Blue Mage didn't exist yet. So I dropped it. Years later, I started on Blue Mage and had lots of fun with it. However, this was when I realized that once you drop Ifrit's Blade, you can't go back and get it again. I talked to a GM and he informed me that I dropped it too long ago uh, for them to replace it with their one-time item restoration option. I was truly upset since it's a very powerful weapon for Blue Mage, and I had no idea uh, it would actually be useful when I decided to drop it. Do you guys agree that there that it's kind of absurd that I can drop my Rogers ring and get it back with uh, uh, same with Supplemony, Ethereal Earring, etc. But Ifrit's Blade and LOL Titan's Cudgel can never be returned. Also, do you know how I can make a strong suggestion to SC to fix that? Sorry for the long-winded post, but keep uh, keep up the great work, Shish Kebab of Midgar Somer. Yes, that is stupid. That is. That's, that's very disappointing. I would have assumed that you could re-get those if yeah. you dropped them. Um, as for ways to make a suggestion, well, guess what? You just you made one. However, yeah. 
It's not that it, it, it wouldn't hurt to follow up. Um, they, uh, you know, SC obviously also reads forums, so you know, go ahead. That's one way. Make a post on forums. You know, get other people who uh, obviously you know agree with you and also uh, share the same opinion opinion as you, and that'll definitely help. You can also uh, submit formal suggestions to SE through their website. Um, I'm not 100% sure where that's located. If it's on Play Online, it is or on you Play can Online, do it right yes. the POL viewer. Um, the other option is that you can actually also send them directly an email, ocr at playonline.com. And uh, that's for our awesome com- friends over at the uh, the community team. So, uh, yeah, that definitely seems yeah. like a suggestion that, that you should float their way. Yeah. yeah I'm all for that. Come I mean- on. Come on, Robin, Matt. <laughs> it doesn't seem like they should. Uh, like, I mean, you just get the from a Taru Taru, and then you just get yeah. the prize. Yeah. Just, write it down yeah, on a sticky no note. Reason. Right now, Matt, Rob, if you're hearing this, write that suggestion on a sticky note. Actually walk down the hall and give it to the dead you know, team. Uh, to, to be honest, I'm sure that it was that it's just an oversight that oh, that yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, like I, I'm sure that, that that's actually something that we could see happening I mean, within I, the near future. I, well, I mean, I you know, I can't I can't uh, you know, I can't hold it against Shish Kebab for dropping, you know, for for dropping Ifrit's blade. You know, I probably would have, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's absolutely right. It's a great piece for Blue Mages and, you know, 3 years ago before Blue Mage was out, you would have never known. Exactly. Uh, so very sorry to hear that, Shish Kebab. Very sorry, but uh, uh, you know, uh, definitely uh, pass that pass that one along because that's that that would that would see that's just that doesn't seem it seems really pointless. You can get back that's, a Rogers ring, but you can't. Right. If it's that, that's definitely a change that should happen. Similar to the like another change that should happen. The single floor Temenos should drop three AF items I, instead of one. I agree. I thoroughly agree. I agree too. <laughs> All right, uh, Omega head should be removed from Omega. <laughs> Every, everyone has it at this point. <laughs> I don't have it. You don't need it. <laughs> you so, don't need it. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so uh, our next email coming from Mashi, and uh, it says, "Dear respectable hosts of LBR, apparently me and you have a problem. We do." Do is we know it, Mashi? Is this a complaint email? I have no idea. Can I read it? Uh, if if you want. I, want. I want to read this complaint email. Okay, all right. All right, so, dear respectable host of LBR host. Host. There's more than one of us, come on. <laughs> Apparently, I know me, Gamer doesn't show up very often, but <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Apparently, me and you have a problem. I do not know how I have angered you, but in some way I must have. We What? I am a nice person, and I mind my own business. But no, you send juxtaposition to me so that oh. I have to take care of him. Oh, that's right. Oh, the- you are the poor and sor- unfortunate fool that got a hold of him, huh? Yeah, that's right. You know, I don't think we ever mention what, whatever, why, why, why we never hear Juxta anymore. That's true. Juxta graduated. He did. He did. And he moved, he moved on. Yeah, he, he actually went and got a job. A real job. Like a real job. And apparently Moshi is, is the one who's suffering. Huh. It goes on to say, I mean, come on. I could not have done something so bad to you that you would have to have gotten back at me by making me take care of Juxta. Why have you forsaken me so horribly with the challenge of watching over him? I know. Whatever it is I have done to receive this punishment, I am very sorry. Please forgive me. One of these days, I will get revenge for this. One day. And I swear to you that if he messes up any of my Rarex gear, it's coming out of your pockets. (laughs) With hopes of forgiveness, Moshi. All right, Moshi. Now here's here's what we want you to do. Now, obviously, you know you Pay got cut. you got stuck. You got stuck with Juxta, which you know 
that's unfortunate, but <laughs> we lived through it. You'll you will too. Um, but but send us send us some status updates. You yeah, know? every now and then. Let us nice. let us know let us know how he's doing. I, I'm assuming. I'm, I'm well. I'm I'm hoping that you'd be higher on the food mm-hmm. chain than than Juxta. Most people are. Uh, something else too. If you can teach him how to competently use the computer, we wouldn't mind hearing from him directly. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, yeah, uh, we too. also obviously have our voices of Von and DL <laughs> that, that that you can utilize. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so give give him a little bit more learning. We gave him as much as we could, mm-hmm. and sent him on his way. So, you know, let us let us know how he's doing. I'm sure I'm sure fans would like to know too. So that'll do it for uh, for emails. Thank you, Moshi, uh, for uh, sending us a little update there on juxtaposition. We're, we're looking forward to hearing more now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, we promised last time uh, that uh, we would uh, take a listen to some of your noob stories, and uh, that's exactly what we're going to be doing here with Voices of Vonadil. So uh, why don't we uh, take a listen to what we got on our Voices of Vonadil Skype mailbox? Voices of Vonadil. Hey, what's up, guys? It's TWC Blaze of the Leviathan server. And um, I actually had an experience really close to uh, Escalia's. See, I was coming back from a Dunes party, and I was heading towards the East Ron Fair zone. Or, yeah, East Ron. No, West Ron Fair. That's right. And, you know, I just see this big, hulking, furry mountain sitting right there by the zone line. And I'm like, whatever. You know, I don't remember that thing being there, but... Oh, well, I'm sure it won't hurt me. So as I start walking by, it turns around, and I'm like, Oh, my God, the mountain has a face. Oh, my God, the mountain has a face. is going to eat me. It missed. I parried it, and I zoned. And then, you know, with my one HP left, I sat there at the West Ron Fair and Lothane Plateau zone just crying, wanting my mommy. Unfortunately, I don't learn from my mistakes. So... When I was level 25, I was running around Lothane Plateau, and, you know, I'd kind of learned by now that most NMs are of a similar level to the monsters that they, you know, represent. Unfortunately, that doesn't apply to some NMs, like uh, my dear friend Blood Terror Baldruff. Yeah, I saw him running around, and I was like, oh, I could totally take him, and I threw a boomerang at him. He, he didn't like it. It was not a fun day for me. He one-shotted me for like 13 million damage. Oh, well, this is TWC Blaze. I am done de-leveling. Hey there, LBR crew. This is Jensen, uh, also known now as Corrigan of Bahamut. Um, old Von Adil stories. Man, don't I have a million of them. Um, my most predominant one that I could think of right now is... Uh, back in the day, when I first started this game, I didn't know that you can, uh, change, uh, job classes. So there was a time that, you know, I created, like, five different characters just to play the five different jobs and see what I wanted to play. Not knowing that, oh yeah, you can go back to the Mog House with one and just change your job as easy as that. I remember some of the days of the, uh, the Chocobo quest, 
and thinking it was normal gotcha greens you had to give them so I spit for like at least 20 minutes trading them gotcha greens wondering why the hell the stupid quest wasn't working because I thought it was just oh go get me some gotcha greens and I said okay I bought some gotcha greens and end up with the wrong greens but um anyways that was a you know great episode just thinking back about the way things are thanks for being there guys it's a great show still and it's pretty cool that you guys are you know doing these little mini topics um i like the first one the the uh, way things were uh, just uh, just remembering as you guys were telling the stories i just remember my own stories just how much of a noob i was anyways uh i'll talk to you guys later bye Hey, this is Kenji Masuda from the Leviathan server, uh, calling with my story about uh, old times, and mine uh, comes happens back when I was a level 15 warrior. Uh, me and my girlfriend uh, started playing the game together, and uh, she had explored an area ahead of me. She had found this new area called Palboro Mines out in North Gustaberg, and uh, so we go start exploring it together. And we got to that place, you know, there's a, there's an overlook where you can see the water and a little island, and the island is filled with copper beetles. Well, we see this, and we're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then suddenly I have to get up and go to the bathroom. So I get up, I go to the bathroom, and I come back, and all the copper beetles are gone. So I, I, I put in party chat, and just with her, you know, I'm like, hey, where are the beetles? She goes, I don't know, they wandered off. So... Fast forward 20 minutes later, we're fighting quad ops in some random tunnel and about 20 or 30 copper beetles flood into the tunnel and kill us. Later, my girlfriend admitted that she did one of them and every single one of them linked and ran a marathon to kill us. Thanks, bye. Hello, this is Sorsharka from the Lakshmi server. And you guys asked us to call and give you um, stories about when we first started playing the game back in the old days. Now, I've been playing for about five years. A friend of mine um, who who's still playing, uh, Eric, from also from Lakshmi, um, got me into the game. And... When I first started playing, I started, and I still have my same original character, I started playing as a thief in Windurst, as a Mithra. And a lot of, I had a lot of fun. Uh, the, first, the first five levels, I had no idea what I was doing. This is my first MMO, and I was just, you know, I went out, went too far, found, you know, you're, you're level one and you really honestly can't go past a certain radius from the gate, from the, from the, from the town gate, otherwise you're going to die. So, so eventually after a lot of dying, um, I managed to get to level 14 on Thief, you know, no sub jobs, the first job. And... I leveled um, Black Mage up to 10. Now, honestly, still a noob, no idea what I'm doing. Um, I got onto a, a Mithra-only Link Shell, and it was okay. It died. I can't even remember what the name of it was. I just remember that it was a Mithra-only Link Shell. And 
a bunch of the Mithra got together. They were all low level, and they said, "Well, let's, you know, let's go to Belkarum Dunes." And I said, "Well, how do I get there?" He said, "Well, come this way." Now, being a complete noob, I think I had 10k of gill total, and didn't know about prison powders. Didn't know about silent oil. I was, you know lost in the wilderness as far as as being able to get know what I was doing and my friend wasn't on a lot and neither was I so and we rarely hooked up because he had a really difficult schedule and I had a totally opposite schedule to him as far as working goes so I had already been to to Turangi Canyon for a couple of exploration trips. Of course, I died. But he said, okay, we got to go through here, and then we have to go through, um, and I'm going to murder the pronunciation of this. We have to run through Buburimu. Yeah, I'm slightly dyslexic, so anything like that just screws me up totally. So I'm like, okay, we get in there, and... We finally get to Mahara, and it's like, oh, this is a cool town. This is great. Look at this. This is, yeah, new new characters to talk to, new NPCs, and a boat. There's a boat. This is cool. So you get to the ferry, and oh, well, you gotta pay 200 gil to get on the ferry. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I ever going to afford this game? I mean, just gil-wise, because. I'm a complete noob. I don't know the the rule about selling everything you get. And, of course, there's that whole, you know, dropping beast and seals because you have no idea what they are. I think I must have dropped... I'm not even going to get into that because that's another whole story. But you get on the ferry and you go to Selvina. Now, this was when everybody would take the ferry. So there's... 15, 20 players on the ferry. And this is back when there were tons of fishing bots. So we get on the ferry and the first thing that happens is it's a foggy day. I mean, there's fog everywhere. And this is a lot of these, a lot of the players on the boat, this is their first time on the boat. A lot of the lower level characters, I mean, there's maybe five or six people who actually have their sub jobs, and maybe there were more experienced players there other than the fishing bots, but there wasn't a whole lot of people there. When the pirates attacked, everybody panicked. A bunch of people attacked the skeletons, and when they realized that these skeletons were a lot higher level than they were, they ran into the, the bowels of the ship and the and the skeletons followed them and the skeletons wiped out the entire ship except for the fishing bots. And when the when the boat finally made it to Selbina, there was a pile of dead. And it was probably the funniest thing that I'd ever seen in my life and the only reason why I didn't die was because I was on the upper deck and when the pirates showed up I hid in the wheelhouse and I just watched out the window going oh my god and then they all the pirates went away and and I 
lived and everybody else died and I, you know, there was a moment of, oh wow, I'm a big coward, I'm hiding here, but I lived, so. <laughs> but I just wanted to share that. That's my story this time. Hopefully I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye-bye. So here we go. Uh, old memories of Final Fantasy Eleven. Even though I've only been playing for three years. Um, any new people that are playing right now? I mean, they've changed it so that there is the uh, the Nomad Moogles out in Selbina, but um, do not set your home point in the dunes, because then when you try to leave, you're screwed. Every time you die, you're going to go back to the dunes, and then you're going to have to fight your way out to get to Lathane or get to Kondstadt or, or get to Selbina so you can ride the boat. But um, nine times out of ten, you're probably going to die on the way to the zones, so um, I wouldn't recommend doing that. Other novish horror stories. I don't think I really have any. Um, I have a Giver story. Uh, it's funny because the day before, my Link Shell, like two of my members, uh, Pain and my Link Shell leader Dave, who's still my Shell leader now, um, they were talking about how Giver used to white people in, in Kuzdal Tunnel, and I'm like, man, there's no way this dragon's just destroying everybody. And I was a little 55 Sam at the time. And uh, I'm like, hey, Dave, can you help me um, find my coffer? I already have the key. So, you know, we, we go down there hunting for the coffer. And this Taro Taro runs by shouting, Deaver. And Dave is like, ah, oh, crap. And because I was 55, we decided not to go to Cape Terrican because I was going to get killed by the bunnies anyway. So we try to go out to the other side. I was near the zone, near Cape Terrigan, obviously. We try to go to the other side. He keeps casting uh, Sneaking Invis on me. And... G this H&M LS is fighting Giver, so we're so we're still hunting for the uh, the coffer and whatnot. And apparently, they got wiped, and Giver starts rampaging through the whole zone, killing everybody. We get close to the um, what is it, West Altopa Desert Zone, and Dace is like, "Man, I I, I got to stop. I got to rest for MP." And I'm like, "Okay." So we're both still in Viz and sneaked, and Dace is in Viz wears. And I, I was playing on 360 at the time, been playing 360 for three years. And my controller starts rumbling, and I'm like, um, Dave? And as soon as I said that, Giver shows up, and I think he three-shotted him. And Dave is dead. And, you know, not being the good samurai I am, I could have dropped and Biz and put on Sagon and Third Eye. No, I just ran in after Dave died, of course, and got one-shotted. That was fun. And of course, they had to come back and raise me, but it, it was it, it was okay. Um, and uh, just want to say, um, keep up the good work, guys. I can't wait till you guys do your second annual platinum extravaganza, Colin special bonanza volume two or whatever the heck you want to call it. But um, I will try to get in on that epicness right there. And speaking of epic, the uh, the venom spray to the face that. That's that was the best line I've ever heard in my life. And you know, you are you're great for that. And I guess that my voicemail is now over because I heard a beep. Um I will see you. All right. Well, thank you all for your stories. You noobs. <laughs> Go back to noob school. 
Um, and obviously, if uh, if this you know if this is has sparked any stories for anyone listening now that want to share stories, our voices of Von Adil Skype mailbox is always there for you to fill up with either your stories, your shout outs, or just whatever questions that you want to ask us. Use it however you wish, um, and you can find out more information about how to contact Voices of Von Adil through our website, www.limitbreakradio. It's on our About section, uh, or you can just listen to what I'm about to tell you. Download Skype and call the username Limit Break Radio, and you'll automatically be redirected to our Voices of Von Adil Skype mailbox, and you can leave us a voicemail. That's the idea. That's it. You've got just 10 minutes, whatever you want to talk about. Do it. Um, Something else that I want to mention uh, real quick before we end up taking off here is uh, our listener survey that we've been conducting. We're still doing that? We're still doing that. Holy crap. I know. And we've gotten almost 500 responses. That's not enough. No, it's not. So we want more responses. Uh, You can uh, find the link to that from our front page at LimitBreakRadio.com. This is the best way to get involved with the programming of the show, If you uh, the, the structure. Structure of the show, um, and uh, we're we're taking suggestions and comments. So let us give us all your feedback through this handy dandy little survey. I am going to provide a little bit of incentive too. Okay. Okay. All right. If you take this survey, okay, this anonymous survey, there is a chance that you could wake up with a million gill in your delivery box. <laughs> A chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not going to promise you that, but there is a chance that it could happen. I mean, it's a chance. So why why would you not? It's a chance at a million gill. Just so you know, it's not going to be provided by Kahlo at all. None of no, that. There's a chance it could be from me. There's a chance, albeit very small. Incentive. That's what that is. That's incentive, in Nero. That's how do, it works. Do you, do you, what, what would be the impetus for getting the million gill? The what? The impetus. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would someone have to do to get the million gill? They just have to fill out the survey, and then there's a chance that the million gill would show up in their mailbox. You can't prove. <laughs> you can't prove that the million gill can't show up there because there's a chance. I don't think that we can offer that as an incentive. We don't have to, but there's a chance it'll happen, everybody. Okay, look. If someone told me you fill out this survey, there's a chance. A chance, a chance at it, just once. It only takes one time, oh, and you and could. While we're at it, if you send me five million, Gil, there's a chance that you'll wake up with ten million in your mock. You see, <laughs> you see, it's true because he's a crafter. He, he can put that into the market and double it for you. <laughs> but no, really, really, fill out, fill out the survey because there's a chance you could win a million, Gil. <laughs> Just fill out the survey. Don't hope for anything. Cause it's no, not- you have to have hope. <laughs> Where would we be without hope in the world? Uh, anyway, fill out the survey. Million it's gil. happening now on our front page, LimitBreakRadio.com. One more thing that I want to mention before we end up getting out of here. It's about that time. It's, it's June. It's, it's about that time where we start getting prepared for a couple of things that are going to be coming in the next couple of months. Your in-laws? The first is FanFest. Oh. FanFest is going to be coming up at some point. We don't know when. We have no official date. 
Um, but uh, just like last year, we are going to be looking for support in getting out to FanFest. Uh, we've got most of our equipment covered. Uh, I don't think we need much in the way of new equipment. Um, so we are going to be looking f- to fund our trip out to FanFest. Now, uh, now, remember, you know, we started our Starbreaker program about a year ago for all donating members. We'll, you know, they'll be receiving extra content. In this show alone, Starbreaker's got extra content. So if there's extra stuff from the show that you want to hear raw, you know, LBR in the raw, completely unedited. And sometimes those are weirder and funnier than even, you know, what makes it to air. Uh, all of the, you know, all of that is available if you uh, decide to uh, uh, give a generous donation of at least $5 to Limit Break Radio. And the best part is if you donate, there's a chance that you'll get a million gill in your <laughs> delivery box. <laughs> RMT not allowed. Yeah, no, no, it's not. Wouldn't happen. There's a chance. No, there's there isn't a chance. Not with this one. <laughs> anyway, uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, we 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 are going to be rolling out some additional things uh, in the next couple of months for Starbreakers as another added incentive uh, for you to join the program, and uh, we'll have a little bit more on that. LBR centerfolds on our next episode no no i already took the pictures <laughs> that's fine nobody wants to see them i guarantee it send us emails <laughs> posts dot limit break radio at, at limit break radio limit. dot com if you would if you want to see lbr centerfolds you send us an email and let us know <laughs> as long as velux is one of those centerfolds <laughs> i'm okay with it <laughs> He would have to be December. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, but uh, but please, if uh, if you have anything to spare right now, uh, you know now's the time to 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 donate. We we really want to put a strong push for this uh, in the next couple of months, and uh, and we're definitely going to need some help getting out there. So if you have any way. For uh, you know, to 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 help us out, uh, a, a small donation over at limitbreakradio.com gets the job done. Or go to our loot vault and purchase uh, the Starbreaker Starbreaker t-shirt. t-shirt. We'll get you instant access as well as a t-shirt, and it's also a donate donation or really anything from the loot vault. And uh, those proceeds uh, will will come our way. And so that's another great way to help out and also support and show your love for Limit Break Radio. Yeah, and and one thing that I should mention, if you do end up getting a Starbreaker t-shirt, please email me, because we have no way of of getting a contact from you. All of our merchandise is handled by Cafe Press, and so we would have no way to be able to contact you if you do buy one. We can see when one is purchased. So, I mean, right now I know that there's someone out there with a Starbreaker t-shirt that may not be a Starbreaker, but please email me, anero at limitbreakradio.com. If there are any questions with Starbreaker accounts, uh, I will uh, be happy to get those all straightened out. Um, so, again, please, uh, you know, the, donate to the to the Limit Break Radio Fan Fest Fund uh, because we are going to need some help, and, uh, and, and that will... Uh, that will allow us to be able to provide the same great coverage from FanFest that we have been for the last two years. Um, so, and obviously, we want to thank our existing Starbreakers 
for sending us to the 2008 Fan Fest and from the uh, the equipment that we've been able to buy, to, to buy as a result. Thank you guys so much. You're making the show so much better and so much easier to produce. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and, uh, and, and we look forward to rolling out new content for you guys uh, coming up here sometime soon. So that's going to do it for Limit Break Radio. I'm Nero. Keep listening. And I'm Kahlo, kicking it from the back lines. I'm Gamer, and I forgot to think of an outro. <laughs> and again, Vicky, we want to thank you for coming along on uh, on our program today and uh, talking with us about Ein Harriar. So thank you very much, Vicky. Thank you very much for having me. Final Fantasy, Tetramaster, and Vanadil are registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and Play Online are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.